Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. Wednesday. It is high noon. It is time for the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. It's a, it's an exciting day. We are doing some training, but also uh, the government works again. That's some pretty exciting stuff. Uh, we're here in studio. You can always give us a call, 415-550-0511, or come visit, talk about socialism or something. Um Cool. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Hello. Hello. I brought you coffee. Thank you so much. I, I you might love need. coffee. It's important. Um, so we are going to be training and we're going to get started. We're going to listen to a little bit of Kope, the Japanese Bjork, and then we'll be back with the AltaCast. After these messages. After these messages. <laughs>
Toya, the sheriff of truth in the house, in the hizzy. She's going to tell me what happened this week because I don't know. I, I, I put myself, I, I'm gonna, I submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and I come out for free ice cream days. And uh, LaToya, the sheriff of truth, brings me the news because I have no idea. What's actually, I actually get the majority of my news from comedy sets now. I was at a show the other day and I learned that PG&E is going bankrupt. And I was like, ah, I learned at an open mic. That's how I get my news. Uh, and I find that so amusing because if the monopoly of energy in California can't fucking hack it, what chance do all the rest of us have in any concept of any layer of reality? They're a fucking monopoly. We've been having a monopoly for years. There's only one there's only one company that can provide you PG&E. Pass gas, power, and electric in California. There's one company that can do that. One fucking company. Oh, and they're failing. They're going bankrupt. Ha 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 Small businesses. We're all fucked. Did you also know that, um, this is kind of funny. I don't know who Ethan Weinstein is, so I'm not Maybe gonna it's a bill pick collector. up. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have any debt. I'm, a, I'm not a real American. I have no debt. I have no credit cards. They're coming to find you. They're can't coming, they ain't coming for me. I, I owe nothing to no one. I have no student loans. I have no credit cards. I have no house payments. I have no car. I have no payments anywhere. Everything's fine. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm not. A, I'm not a real. I'm not a real American. Uh, but I am. I am really saddened about um, PG&E. Why are you sad about that? Because they start be- fires. But no, because it, it's insane to me that they're they're a monopoly and they're and they're they got they've got fucked or whatever they fucked themselves. They, got burnt. they and it's like they could charge anything they want. They should charge less. I, I, anyways, what's going on in the news? Uh, there was the State of the Union yesterday. Oh my God, I watched it with the sound off. Did you? Because I was working at my job really hard. That's the best way to do and, it. Um, and I, and Skeletor's sister was back there laughing. I thought that was great. I have to say, as much as I'm not a fan of hers, she actually looked good last night. I don't usually judge, you know, like touch. She actually looked, I'm like, look at her with that, that makeup in her. With her necklace, I'm like, get it, girl. Let's uh, we can we can introduce we can introduce the ladies uh, over here training. What's the new show? We have some chicks up in here. Night school slash Moon Day night. (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) And and it's gonna be tell the tell the listeners about yourselves and about that kind of stuff. Um yeah, so hey world, um is Joanna, I'm Meredith, and I'm Andy. And we are going to be having a Monday night night school comedy guidance counseling weird, wild, wonderful uh, ceremony sesh from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. every Monday. Guidance counseling. Yeah, you know, like Meredith here is going to be our guidance counselor. We've been talking about um, like our shared interests, comedy, um, presentation, speaking, and so we're thinking of doing a combination of like workshops for comedy sometimes, but also like how you can present yourself on stage, including like beauty tips sometimes, like for men and women, and also like speaking tips and things um, all kind of related to performance and uh, making yourself look best and give your best. Yeah. And yeah. we have we have a half human, half cyborg um, that is a fashion beauty blogger who's going to be coming on quite regularly. Yes, yeah, yeah. Danica is her name. She's a beauty blogger from Copenhagen. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people love cake, but they like it even better with frosting. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Uh, but a- as a feminist, I, I have difficult buying in to makeup because I can't afford it. <laughs> it's like my friends for Christmas gave me a bunch of makeup and um, and the lovely Latoya gave me this great perfumey stuff so I don't smell like a homeless person anymore, which is really nice. <laughs> or like my boyfriend's fucking Old Spice stuff. Um, it's expensive. Like, to satisfy, and it's not only, it's, uh, I'm satisfying the male gaze. You're not. You're satisfying the female gaze, too. You're satisfying everyone's gaze. <laughs> and it's fucking um. expensive. And lip liner costs $18. It depends where you go. That's true. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Can you make your own out of wax and the blood of babies? Like, yeah. what do you do? That's the tips. That's, that's the what, prison That's line. what we want to teach you. We want to teach you can do, you know, have three items in your makeup uh, re- repertoire. And, uh, and, and if you want to wear it, you do. Oh. And it's everything. I know that it makes a huge difference because um, one year at the beginning of the, the new year, my new year's resolution was to do what the world wanted me to and put myself together for as long as I could fucking hack it. And I really only could hack it for like seven days of, (laughs) no seriously, like putting on makeup, doing my hair, wearing clothes that matched, um, sort of like trying to put myself together. And I was treated treated completely differently and I hated it. I hated all the attention I was getting on the bus. I hated people talking to me on the street that I didn't know, telling me, giving me their opinions on how I looked. I'd rather just be invisible. I don't need everyone's opinion on how pretty I look today. Fuck you. Like I didn't like the attention. It bothered me. On stage, people liked me better. And I'm like, oh, so that's what it is. Everybody's a shallow piece of dog shit. So... (laughs) Pam, it you look pretty today. Th- I'm wearing thanks. I'm wearing lip gloss. Whoopity do. <laughs> it was gloss it's weed. It's poppin'. It's weed Pam. lip gloss too, so I can stay. I can stay <laughs> high. Stay woke. Look at you channeling your inner girl. It's, it's, it's weed lip gloss. It's weed lip gloss. But it it makes me angry. So I I, I fell off a skateboard years ago and I lost a tooth and it took me four years to make the money to buy the tooth back and I was treated like. A second class meth head, head citizen. I ha- still had two master's degrees. I still was here at Mutiny Radio. I was still doing everything I was doing, but missing a tooth, I was treated completely differently by the whole world. Like like I wasn't even a person. It was awful. I think, yeah. I think the meth addicts ruined that look for you. Well, I think that United States ruined that look for everybody because we're so based on this outer appearance and capitalism hates poor people and if you don't have teeth, you're obviously poor because you can't afford dentistry because it's a luxury. So we, it's another way that we castigate our own society based on how much money they make and people that make more money are better and people that can afford makeup are obviously better than people that can't. And so that's how we... Because this is all monetary. Our entire system is based... Capitalism fucks everyone because you'll never be good enough unless you buy enough stuff. And if you can't afford the stuff, then what the fuck? You then you always, aren't an American. Hey, but you can always buy wet and wild. Look at the hooker look. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Prostitutes wear wet and wild lipstick. You know why? Because that shit never rubs off. It doesn't rub off. Uh, you know what? And guys, when you're given a good BJ, wild. yeah, they don't want that ring of lipstick around the top of their cock. You know what I mean? Like they'd really just rather it stay on it's you. It's maintenance. Rather yeah. than moving right? to them. <laughs> But anyways, makeup. So, makeup but no, like I agree. War paint, though. Sometimes makeup can give you like 
some confidence in in like getting shit done. So I find that if I put on makeup, sometimes I'm like, all right, let's do this world. My eyeliner says, get out of my way. <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> you also can't sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. So it's like, how do you, and, and shaving our legs, Gillette. How much money did Gillette make? Women didn't use, no one saw our legs. A hundred years ago, we weren't allowed to show our legs. And now if we show them and there's any hair on them, we are gross. I haven't shaved my legs. I, God bless you. It's not summertime a, yet. Yeah, I, I love my hairy legs. I, I, do I, too. I, I feel like a little woodland creature, like a little fairy out there in the world. And I, I would go to like a hot yoga class in like very short shorts and very hairy legs. And the <laughs> teacher yeah. would come over and give me an adjustment and then quickly stop giving me an adjustment. <laughs> but I felt so cute when I had nice hairy little legs. I, I love it. The hair but of a 12-year-old boy. Then I started dating boy. someone who was older, and I was like, oh, he's going to need me to shave these legs. That's, yeah. That's, I, that's, the, truth. that's the, the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. That's got, because the guys go, oh, it's so gross. And it, I mean, what what is my my? I have so much pubic hair; it's like a hair skirt. Do you guys do you guys like? Do you quite? I've had a boyfriend for six years, and he honestly he's like a skate punk rat. So he's like, yeah, d- the dirtier the better. Like, all right, it's not dirty; it's just hair. But like, <laughs> it's actually cleaner than the people that don't have hair. How? Oh, tell me the science. Well, that's what that's why we have hair on our genitals and in our underarms. It's it's to protect protect us. it. Yeah, and that's why we have eyelashes and, and brows, right? Like they're keeping an, and nostril hair, which people are removing now. Which I am an esthetician. I think that hair removal, if that's what you want to do, fantastic. But do not take your hair out of your nose because you're going to get sick. Wow. Because there's not supposed to be things traveling into your body. So, wow. yeah. yeah, my mom just went through chemotherapy and lost all of her hair mm-hmm. and had no idea how much her nose hair was helping her in life yeah. until. It was wow. gone. She was like, "Oh my God, I want my nose hair back." Yeah, it's, wow. it's huge. Whoa. So yeah, we have these these. I mean, even you know, our our pubic hair is important in keeping us safe from things. Mm-hmm. From uh, obviously from HPV, because nobody in their twenties is gonna fuck me ever <laughs> with this hairstyle. You know what I mean? I know. I hate it when you when you hear guys like dissing. Uh, uh, a hairy bush. It just makes them actually look quite young. Right. And un- I don't think they really do. Yeah. Well, no, I think no, they, they do. Some I think do. they're taught to care now. Yeah. They have an opinion. This whole mansplaining thing has gone too far when they're like, let me tell you how I want your pubic hair to look. Right. It's yeah. like, yeah. I want you to get a J right on your pubic bone. <laughs> yeah. And plus, when they shave, it looks weird. It because penises already uh, look weird. So I rather have it hairy rather than shaved. Because I'm like, what is this? I can't. It's like testes one two three. Yeah, playing with it, and I'm like, ew. I want some mystery down there. Yeah, and it's fluffy. Mystery. There's nothing wrong. I mean, I believe in keeping yourself groomed, but I don't believe in shaving it off completely. I think it's. I kind of think it's really weird and juvenile when people kind of like that because I'm like you kind of like the little juvenile preteen look don't you well porn did that yes exactly porn yeah. revolutionized pubic hair it, yeah it how may- many pubes do you pluck I mean how many pubes do you <laughs> you're a pube waxer I don't personally wa- I wax the pubes yeah like other people's but I wax all of mine 
Oh. Yeah, it's gone. Mainly because I have friends who are testing waxes for their business. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not kidding. The other day I was spread eagle on a table in my living room and my neighbor walked in the house because we were a good That's thing awesome. woman. But uh, it was, I mean, but it's, it's trial purposes. Wax That's in the right. butthole. Getting the, it the done. Butthole. The yeah. butthole wax. Yeah. It does. I'm a fan of. I don't I don't like my because I like getting my butthole touched, <laughs> sure. but I don't like having my boyfriend have to deal with the hair right. around that area. Yeah, just you don't want him to be plucking it. That yeah, would be you're like, that mm, would be weird. Yeah. I, you know. So. I don't have a hairy butthole. Oh I do. I am very the crack hairy. gets hair. Right. The crack gets a little hair, but no. She's, She's got a pristine. Bush. Pristine, old. Pristine. I, Everything comes up front. I, I, I mean, so that's the thing. I, I didn't know. This is very funny. I, I've never watched porn, and my first husband didn't either. Um, and Weirdo. so I didn't know. I didn't know about all of this quaffing. So I thought when I was married to him, I thought that shaving the sides kind of small was fine. I didn't realize that like you're actually supp- I didn't realize that you're supposed to actually do the whole like lips through the thing like at the all the way down through the- so I had this like really long so it was almost like I had like a sort of a business in the front party in the back kind of look going on but it was it was yeah it was like I had a pube mullet because I didn't know that you're supposed to actually like go between your legs and do the lips I didn't know because I never watched porn and so I'd never seen anything so like funny. that and I've never like looked at the vaginas up close nor my own and so I thought I was doing like a good thing he used to be like okay you gotta shave two out of three oh give me two out of three you can do he'd be like you can do your legs and your bush and not your armpits or you can do your armpits and then your legs and not your bush and so all this time I thought that I was doing it right and then I was like oh my god I moved to San Francisco and I was like what are you doing with the what okay (laughs) and now I don't want to do anything with it because it's gray and I love it it's like silver it's like <laughs> sophisticated. It's like sophisticated. It's, it's like awesome. silver. It, it, it makes me feel like a superhero, like that superhero with you the know with what? Your cape. You're kind of sounding like very nostalgic. You know, like when you you first get you know you know your period and stuff, and you like can't wait till you get like hair down there. That's what it sounds like. It's just like, oh my god, I'm finally gray. Oh my god, I finally got one pube. I I, I love all my pubes. I can even. It's so long. I can French braid from the back up to the front. Damn. Like. Like I can French braid my pubes. That is Holy medieval shit. vagina, man. Yeah, it's yeah. medieval. It's medieval no, vagina. That's medieval. Yeah. Do you do that? Sure. If I'm so sitting you on have the... your own maintenance program, it's just just it's with just, it. It's just braiding. It. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I just don't believe it's the same thing we're doing right now with all our weed. We're finger fucking the bud, and I'd rather pull the. I'd rather all those trichomes and bicombs and fucking pin leaves be my own. Why? Why we gotta? Why we gotta go into the weed store and buy it in a special little jar where it's all fucking perfectly manicured in little tiny bits you can't there's no little hairs nothing it's all just perfect so someone else is finger fucking my bud i want to finger fuck my own bud yeah. like <laughs> come on why do we but it's it's something about i don't know i think it's americanism everything's supposed to be presented in this perfect way like, well and two there's just market in the in the packaging right, right? so yeah. there's money there oh there's so much money right there yeah that's why weed's 60 bucks. This is so silly to me, right? Now you go to the weed store and it's 60 bucks an eighth. It hasn't been 60 bucks an eighth for me since college in 1992. Like, right? Like I, 60 bucks an eighth for green bud? That's what I, those were, those are some steep motherfucker. Before this whole legalization shit, I was paying 20 bucks an eighth for some sticky icky. I usually have to spend too much money at the weed store. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But legalization 
I mean, that's a step forward, regardless. I agree. It's, it's going to yes. cost more, but it's way better that it's legal. But And now I have, I don't know how many you have, but I have a billion little glass jars with yes. lids on them. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Should I make planters out of them? Spice jars? I mean, seriously, someone needs to write a blog about how what the fuck to do with your weed jars now. I have like 17 empty jars. I can't do it. Do I make weed preserves? Like, what the fuck do I do with it? What do I... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make jam. I'm going to make weed jam for Christmas, and I'm going to fucking fill it back up. That's smart. Yeah, That's actually really great. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to write this down. And like, <laughs> <laughs> what are we supposed to do with the fucking jars? It's just so silly because in San Francisco, go I wash my Ziploc bags I wash them just like every just like and I compost like a good little San Franciscan but now I I can't recycle these fucking weed I've got fucking childproof weed containers it's so stupid you can start making it into like some little art form or like like I said your homemade spice jar so many spice jars yeah Yeah. I hate them yeah I I hate them too they used to be cute for the first round. I'm like, I can't do I, shit with this. I thought at the beginning, I was like, look, I've got this little thing that I open and close. And then the, it just makes sense to me that why wouldn't you have a jar that says, for example, Spark. They're a lovely dispensary. And it says Spark on it. And then you buy it. And then you're a regular and you go back and you're like, fill up my jar with yeah, weed. Yeah, yeah. But now they're oh, like, recycle. you That's can't. Actually a good it has idea. to be sealed. It has oh. to be sealed. You can't do it. It's legally impossible now. Because all the weed has to be done somewhere else, sealed up, and then sent to them. But what about a discount program for people who bought their things back? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's what I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Because they could reseal them. It's yeah. not like people are putting their lips, you know. Absolutely, on, yeah. yeah. They can clean them. Right. They can we clean them. Autoclave? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, get a punch Auto-clay. card. That's like a good idea. Yes. That's I mean, exactly what I was thinking. Up. I'm going to call them up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I mean, call Green Door. <laughs> be a good San Franciscan. Seriously. I mean, this isn't even, I mean, someone needs, I bet they'll be an article written about it at some point but seriously we're just so we're making so much garbage mm-hmm. I agree like and we're not making the packaging out of hemp which would be way smarter like if we made the cardboard boxes out of hemp then I'd be like alright that's fine it's a renewable resource you got me you got me San Francisco like I love, I love our first world problem well, they've, exactly they've turned me into this like PC weirdo where I have to like recycle every little plastic bag you, to totally, lower my carbon footprint I just got an idea for like a kind of like a, a superhero PC weirdo <laughs> PC weirdo <laughs> like a superhero all the, all the, picks up on all the worst the, the lefty the hero PC the, yeah. weirdo yeah well the Republicans will probably give me money for that. <laughs> I, it's just so sad. Or your dad will send you more awesome emails. He sent he sent me some this week. It's getting out of control. The oh, the left and the right and the polarization of what's happening. We have in our to country. Uh, introduce you guys to her father's emails. Oh that my she, god! I have he likes like to they send. might be like my dad's. Yeah, <laughs> like so, delete because I'd be embarrassed if anybody ever finds them in there. <laughs> sometimes innocuous golfing jokes. Sometimes, sometimes yeah, terrible, terrible things about the leftist agenda and it's like you do, I know I know you're sending this, these to me as a joke but then also he lives in Arizona and he's like yeah build the wall great but this is the thing about the wall we were bitching about the wall and the whole thing we shut the government down our government shutdown for those days cost six billion dollars the wall was supposed to cost 5.9 billion dollars so we actually lost <laughs> money by by our president being like, I'm gonna make a point. I'm gonna make a point. 
So his point actually cost us the money that could have been. And then it's like that could have revolutionized healthcare or could have revolutionized education or could have forgiven everyone's student loans or could have done some housing stuff. I don't think a lot of people in this administration know anything about math. (laughs) because <laughs> obviously they don't know about history check they don't know anything about English right. you see or from the tweets constitutional law Constitu- no idea yeah. no idea at all basic math skills no. negative no he's not even a reader he's like a self-proclaimed TV watcher yeah Yeah. oh I know executive time so this came out I believe this week about his executive time um, so that basically means play time for the president to watch news instead of being briefed uh, by what's oh, going right. on with the world so I think um, the majority of his time was executive time and he only did like I think a half an hour of like you know meetings and stuff and it's because God forbid anybody have any expertise and might know anything more than him. God forbid that someone might have studied constitutional law or they might know something about Mexico or they might know something about world. anything about relations in, I, like about not killing a bunch of people or civics, civics, uh, anything, <laughs> geography. <laughs> I hear he has human like kindness. yeah, like human kindness, like seventeen like TVs yeah. happening at the same time, like all the TVs, and that's because he's a narcissist and he wants to. God, I would wish that he just like was found the Alta cast. It was like these bitches and their anti-Trump rhetoric. Ah, I can't handle it. That'd be like, I'm sure ah! we're the FBI's friend right now. Shit. Oh my god. Um, um, but uh, I wish the state they'd of, find me. The State of the Union last night. So I saw just little clips of it. So um, he was talking about. He mentioned like the we have like the most women in Congress now, and he kind of was trying to take credit for it. And the ladies are, are on the Democratic side. We're all wearing white, and they were kind of trolling him, which I kind of like. Wink, wink. And so they all just they're like looking at each other, like, should we stand up? Yeah, we'll stand up. And and they started standing up, clapping for themselves. And he's like, like, yeah, yeah. And and then he was giving them more compliments, and everyone's like. You didn't do this. No, you gave us jobs because we don't like you. Yeah. That is why. Yeah. Also, the whole happy birthday to the to the, um, the Holocaust. Holocaust survivor. I mean, that was that was cool. But like, this is a State of the Union address, and and also, is he trying to glorify the fact that? You know he this, is. This this person has been through this incredible struggle you know twice, is. and now he's on he's front and center, and everyone's cheering for this guy. So who does it? I wish it was obnoxious. Yeah, and by the way, the it was one of his supporters that blew up that synagogue. So I mean, oh. you know, he was using those people as props. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing, well, and I can't wait to see him in handcuffs in the booty house. What, where was the <laughs> what was the thing about the there was a pro anti life there was a pro-life statement that was made and uh, people oh yeah clapped. that was about uh governor <laughs> governor uh blackface northam uh from virginia mm. he's the governor that they found out in the 1984 yearbook he had either he was a klansman or a blackface person i don't know whoa yeah he needs to go did some uh, minstrel stuff yeah Ooh. yeah Ooh, throwback uh, like crazy cracker shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, i'm on top dance but he <laughs> he's <laughs> also <laughs> i heard that <laughs> It's terrible stuff. It's so us. much racism. Uh, that was, but that was entertainment. Back so, then. but he, um, he's a doctor, and so he had a plan for women who want to get an abortion after 20 weeks, uh, only if it's going to affect the mother and the baby. 
not if you just want to get an abortion at 20 months. It's uh, late term abortions just for funsies. So basically, of course, you know, the Republicans like to take their own spin. And what uh, 45 said yesterday was like, you know, and you have this governor from Virginia and he talked about the blackface. They're using that. And then, you know, he's he wants to kill babies. And of course, the Republicans, yeah, clap, 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 kill babies when they don't even want to support any women, you know, on WIC or I don't know, give us equal pay. Well, it just in that, order to raise our children as well. It, it's it just, the entire thing last night was polarizing, and he polarized people further in that I did. I came back from Arkansas, and they sure don't like abortion. They think it's a moral imperative of people that, I mean, they're, they're polarizing us now to such a great extent. I think that abortion is like the most important thing, a woman's right to choose her own family planning and her actual fucking life and how she's going to live day to day. That ability, business. taking that away from us, it's a human rights fucking issue. It is. It's a fucking human it's rights issue. It's a personal issue. issue. It's no one's business. It's right. It's if like, I, I, should, I don't have to tell you when my period is. Yeah. And you and also you don't want to fucking know. Exactly. And also you yeah. want to tax feminine hygiene products. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No. It's true it's because true. Come on. you don't want to know. If I put on a t-shirt or wore a red red clothes, we all wear red clothes when we're on our period. And everyone knows. Guys, I don't want to fucking know that. Exactly. Well, it's the red the red tent was a thing that Jews used to do. Like yeah. that that you had to when you're on your period you were unclean you had to move to a different part, and you were with other women and then you were cleansed by the priest and. You got to come back to society, and it's like yeah. I, and I, I get, I get, I get it medievally, or and I get in the past, women have power, and we make babies, and that's tough for everybody to handle. But it's fucking 2019, and we you can't continue subjugating us by saying you, and especially we've talked about this on the show before the reason that the Republicans don't like abortion the back back issue is that it's a racist thing and they're, they want the white women to fuck they want the white fucking middle class women to fuck and to have more fucking white babies it's a totally racist thing abortion was not legal in uh, illegal in the 18 like 1890s it became an issue with immigration mm-hmm. because the white guys were like, oh my God, we're so scared. The brown people are coming. They're going to be, they're going to make our children not white. And I still we're don't losing understand. Our women. Like, but this holding on to this idea, this like racist trope that I, I watched that horrible thing on Netflix because it shapes all our lives about um, <laughs> the racism, like the, the, cra- the, the crazy alt-right, the alt-right people that actually believe, and they're talking about like, the superiority of the white man and I'm like are you fucking kidding me like let's just talk about beauty tips black don't crack baby like I wish I had some better melanin because I mean I'm 44 and I look 44 but I my my mother my mother-in-law she was in her 60s and she's an african-american lady and she looked like in her third, it, it was she gorgeous, beautiful skin, and she didn't wear. She was just that's the thing. Look, yeah, I think it's actually steeped in like some deep insecurity of your fragility. I mean, the people who have traditionally more darker skin are they received deeper melanin tones because of where they were living. I mean, it's has there's there's scientifically no difference between races. Race is an idea. Race mm-hmm. is a marketing tool that was like shoved down us so that we can like mark who's better, who's worse. It's all bullshit. It's but like I I've always suspected that the white, <laughs> you know, Nordic 
Vikings, you know, came and saw a village of darker skinned people who were living in in a in a way that they didn't understand, that they didn't get. Uh, that had to do with probably living under the sun a little bit more and they the white Nordic people were like you know getting disease like I feel like it's deep in some like they really are better than us and yet and so we're we have to undermine that by slaughtering and making us be the the superior what somewhere along the way white equaled light equaled god on the mountaintop equaled like you know like they just started like we're better at we're better at marketing yeah but i think it, comes, it was the written uh, it, was, yeah, it, was it was written written language it yeah. was the it was the printing press of written language and marketing it's, yeah it was disease disease it's the same thing though with women is that i think that men are so scared of the power of women that they've subjugated us since the beginning of time that we i mean even 50 years ago a woman couldn't get a driver's license in california without her husband's signing off women couldn't get a credit card until 1975 women can't get off a credit card now without their husband's approval oh Whoa. that's a new one. Yeah. Ooh, did you hear wow. that y'all speak that's to that Andy. well i just um you know trying to trying to detach some things <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's that. difficult it's yeah. not easy i need uh, i need my daddy to call sure what yeah because he's because even on our even on a car loan his name comes first they don't ask are you so- male name comes first wow that's some yeah. bullshit because I mean, it's so funny because they think that men are more financially responsible than <laughs> I uh, it, in my years yeah. of life I used to be married too I was married for th- I was with the same man for 13 years married for 7 and when we got divorced I didn't take any alimony palimony nothing of that I, I asked him for a monthly payment of money I'd put into the house. I didn't make him sell the house because it was at the it was at the nadir of the market. It was fucking 2007. The, it was, I was like, I'm not going to make you sell the house that we spent $650,000 on for you to make five seventy four right now and then take... Ha- I was like, no, keep the house. I don't want to just give me the money. So I waited till he was done with veterinary school payments and then I made him pay me what he was paying so I wouldn't change his money situation because I'm a kind individual. But what I've realized is that Women are better with money, yes. I think, than people give us credit for. I agree. And when I moved up here with $2,000, my parents were like, oh, you're two steps away from being homeless. How are you going to survive? How are you going to do it? Like, how are you going to do it without a man? Can't you put on a nice silk suit and go down to the to the financial district and, and find a nice over 30 non-married, no kids dude? Just, can't you do that? You need someone to take care of you. And I'm like, you raised me. Like, you know me. You... Did you, like, you really think the fierce integrity I've had forever, you think this is it? I need help. I need a man to take care of me. Like, are you, just the, I don't know, the lack of faith in women, even from their own, mm-hmm. even from their own parents sometimes, like, is so held back. Oh, see, the, this is my dad when I was little, he used to say, when you hear this, you go, drug bust, they're after you, Pam. They wonder <laughs> why I love weed. Like, when I was six, God, that's damn. what my dad would say whenever the, whenever the, whenever the sirens went by, he'd go, it's a drug bust, they're after you, Pam. And I was like, like, of course I smoke weed every day. Like, I'm so glad it's legal now. They can't come after me. But like, it was the stigma that was put on me since the beginning of time. Is like our daughter's gonna be a drug addict. I'm like, really? Yeah, hell yeah. Weed is not a drug. No, <laughs> it's better than alcohol. I poison people every day when I Oof. go to work. Yeah, 
Alcohol is alcohol is the devil, and I love the devil. Oh boy, do I love the devil! It literally says Lucifer on your jacket. Yeah, it literally says bringer of light. Lucifer wasn't a bad guy. He was kind of misunderstood. He was God's best angel, and he was like really working for him, and he was just doing whatever. And then he kind of wanted a little recognition. He was kind of like, how come when everybody's on the football field and then they do something good, they like point up to God? Like, what's going on with that? Maybe they should I'm give the a little. Yeah, I'm the one who scored. <laughs> so Lucifer is sitting there going like, why is everybody giving God all the credit? Like, I'm up here too. And then God was like, you don't get to think like that because I'm number one. And then he Uh-oh. threw them, he threw him down to earth and that's how the whole thing Evil. happened. Yeah. So, so they say. So they say. So so the stories go. Yeah. So the Christian. You're a scholar weird, in that field. Yeah, the weird Christian stuff as it goes. I, I love that weird Christian shit in the Bible. My favorite story is the story of Lot, which really subjugates women on both turns, from the beginning to the end. <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah, the angels come to the city, and uh, the guys are knocking on the door. We want to fuck those cute guys that came into your house. And Lot's like, nope, you can't do that. Have my daughters. So he throws his daughters out to the crowd to get like raped by everybody then god's like that's cool okay so the angels are like oh wait you gotta leave with your family don't look back you gotta leave and he's like well i don't know they just raped my daughter well let's see maybe we'll leave okay and so as they're leaving they're leaving the thing and they say don't look back and his wife turns around for what maybe she left the iron on or something i don't know she did something and she looked back and turned into a pillar of salt salt somehow remembrance or something she's evil she looked back she missed it she liked the constant sodomy i don't know why she turned back but she did and then they they look and then they're like everything got destroyed so they run up into the hills lot and his two daughters and they're like everyone is dead so his two daughters get him super wicked wasted super super wasted drunk and they fuck him to keep the jewish people going why this story what does it mean why is it in the bible what does it teach us about feminism i don't know what could any preacher in any congregation anywhere how would they disseminate this information to me you gotta do whatever it takes to keep the religion going even if it means screwing dad mm-hmm. but that is like but <laughs> whatever that it takes Fuck your daddy. It, yeah. it, but <laughs> For at God. The, Pretty much. At the, but at the same time, like I don't know when the oh. Greek Greek tragedies were being written, but were they around the same time? Because there's rules like don't fuck your mom, don't fuck your dad. Like that's in the Greek tragedies. Like uh oh, maybe that fuck story, your mom. And the, maybe that story is just an early like daddy daughter porn. They wanted to sweet like put in there just for like a page turner. Especially if it's Old Testament. (laughs) Old Testament has some naughty, nasty, brutal shit. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I like some Old Testament stuff. You know, that shit's like a horrible movie. The one that I find the worst is um, when Samson, when God goes, you know what, animal cruelty is fine. Samson is fucking, no, seriously, he's like, yeah, no problem. Samson is fighting a big group of people and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to burn their field. So he gets foxes and he ties torches to foxes' tails and he lets them go in the fields to burn the fields. So ostensibly Aww. he murders all these foxes. And God's like, yeah, you fuck you fuck with their crops. Ha <laughs> ha. And it's like, you also murdered all the foxes. That's not cool. Whatever it takes. I- <laughs> Whatever it takes to keep that should be like the, the in one of the chapters. Yeah, it call takes. it whatever it takes. Yeah, there Abraham looked into the sky and a plane flew over and was riding whatever it takes. <laughs> he looked up, saw the writing on the wall. 
Nebuchadnezzar. It was God's. It was God's finger on the wall that wrote to Nebuchadnezzar. See the writing on the wall. Religion's fucking scary. It is, and our entire the entire peoples supposedly were populated by um, Father Abraham and uh, his wife Sarah, who was ninety three when supposedly she conceived. Fuck you, God! You make a ninety three year old woman get pregnant. That is like the worst. She's never gonna be able to pick up the baby. How's she gonna breastfeed? She's just gonna leave the. Bit the dog, the, the baby on the ground, and her tits just in its mouth. Like it's a ninety-three-year-old woman. Yeah, I think that one's supposed to give hope to like the women who are not able to have kids. It's like you maybe keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> it happened in the Bible. It happened, it happened in the, the Bible. Bible. Like, right. I know you've had twelve miscarriages and you're so depressed, but goddamn it, let's keep going. What, what do you guys? You guys are younger than I am. I'm forty-four. I'm not having kids. What are how are you? What are your feelings on that? I'm 29. None of us want kids. None of you. All that they they're ruining it. You all the pretty young white women. <laughs> like, the Republicans are like, get Tom Brady's come here stat. We need to impregnate. We need to impregnate all three of them with Tom Brady sperm. White only sperm. White only. Just 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 Tom Brady. I know there's like a 49th. Uh, president in that ball sack of his or like a 53rd president or something I think that he's doing the world a misservice throwing footballs at people I think that he should be coming into jars and sending them to women all over the United States like Tom Brady sperm in every in every coochie I'd even I'd even try it for a Tom Brady baby I'd maybe be an old lady baby pregnant it would fight the autism the Tom Brady would fight the autistic tendencies in my 44 year old womb I'm guessing you have a thing for Tom Brady well, I think everyone should have a thing for Tom Brady Fuck because no. he's going to be what saves the United States. We need Tom Brady what? sperm in every vagina stat. Girl, no. I'm. This is just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really believe. I mean, I guess I do. He I think like the American dream, Ken doll, yeah. come to life, all American. Like, Patriot. Seven time. Yeah, I just, just want to punch him in the face. I want to punch him in the face, too. I'm one of those. Yeah, don't exactly. Don't punch he, him in the balls. He, as long as you don't punch him in the balls, because the future of America depends on that ball sack. He looks like the kind of pretty motherfucker is, that is lame in bed, that won't give you head, and that has a small dick. Mm. Oh. Yeah, I, I I mean I could just read a person like that. I'm like, oh yeah, you're pretty, but you're probably pretty shitty well, but, in the sheets, man. But Giselle, she's this famous supermodel, so he'd probably have to try kinda hard a little. She hard. she needs to eat us a couple of sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, I mean well, she, she's not that pretty to me anyway. I'm like, she's just like, okay, she's tall. Her. I, I like giraffe half she giraffe. She looks like half a giraffe. Have you ever half seen giraffe, her butt, half though? Like full-on butt. Are we contributing to this, this beauty thing her, right now? I've seen, yeah. <laughs> Giselle, Giselle. Oh, look I, at her butt. It's so huge. It was beautiful. I like beautiful big butts and again, I love uh, you other brothers can't I don't do. have a Brady She's baby. Just so thin. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the Brady baby. Yeah, that's all you. You'll give me the Brady baby? I'll wait. Hey, I raise the baby, Brady baby. I, um, I definitely don't want a Brady baby. I would name him Brady. I would name him Brady Brady. <laughs> oh my God. I would name him Brady Brady. I believe Brady. you on that one Brady, too. Brady Brady Benjamin. Call <laughs> Brady Squared. I'd like save the world, Brady Squared. Brady, Sp- I'd Brady make him Squared. Little, I'd make him little um, superhero capes and be like, you can fly, I believe in you. Like he'd, he'd be the kid that breaks his arm like jumping on a trampoline or something at three. Dude. Like, you can fly! You're a baby, baby! His ego is the size of his father's. Uh, sure. 
Yeah, well, well, what I would want to do is I would want to take the Tom Brady sperm and I would infuse it with a little bit of Trumpian, uh, just a little bit of DNA there so that the narcissism would really come through. Like the whole narcissistic complex could really make him into... (laughs) No, he definitely has a small dick. Partly Iron Man. (laughs) The the problem is all of this costs money. And if if I have a baby, I'm going to have to have some sort of GoFundMe campaign for the religious uh, right to give me money so that I can raise the child. So I'll be like, I won't have an abortion if you give me a million dollars. This sounds like a really a good. Not a million, well, especially not to raise to raise, a, to raise yeah. Brady Brady. Not, not to in raise, San Francisco. Brady either. Brady needs more than a million dollars. Yeah. Wait a minute. You know what? You just kind of like we got into. There is such a thing where people are like this, like putting like you know designing their own children. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's real. That is actually kind of a weird, scientific fucked up thing that people are doing. So you are actually. <laughs> Right on par about designing your own baby with yeah. the whole Brady baby. Brady Brady. I think that's weird. Yeah, I think that people over fifty having babies is weird. I think that what? it's weird. I, I think, think it's weird. Awesome. I think it's weird when there's rich people in Hollywood that go like, "I'm gonna have a baby now." And I think that's old. cool. I just I, I think don't it's want not the fair to the kids. It's not fair to the kids. What happens? It's really traumatic <laughs> when your parent dies when you're 15. That's really traumatic. And if you have a baby when you're fucking, you, you know, you'll be around for 50, another 50, 65. If you live, no, I think women tend to live longer than men. So you know, I think the life expectancy for women now is it 78 years yeah. old or wow. 80? Yeah, and men it's like 72 to 76. I Good, because my dad is 74. This so year. I mean, you you'll be oh, able to have some time to watch your kid grow up. My grandmother back in 1962 had her last child when she was 42. Whoa, and that's unheard of at that time. But she, I sure. come from a Catholic background so they had 11 kids so she started when she was 18 and stopped at 42 birth control isn't it amazing that that's crazy yeah oh yeah my grandparents were married for over 60 years yeah it's crazy that the catholic church finally says that birth control is okay i I mean that's like revolution (gasps) it's seriously like that's another way to control women is to force them to have to force them to have sex and then force them to have babies i mean it Marriage was a contract. Marriage meant consent. Marriage. When you get married, that's a contract that basically means consent, or it used to, and that no matter what, if you're married, you're constantly consenting because that's your job as a wife. So you're gonna it, be raped as a wife. It's yeah. be raped. Yeah, yeah. It, because it's just your the contract means consent. So yeah. whenever he wants it, he could just do whatever. And then the whole thing about came up about like, well, she's a cold fish, and I could fuck my secretary in the fifties because she's. And it's like, well, maybe if you paid attention to her and her needs. <laughs> She wouldn't like lay there like a stone because she didn't like being raped all the time. Like this whole cold, cold fish syndrome about like you're bad in bed. And it's like, well, maybe why needs weren't being met. And I was just. Or maybe we shouldn't have ever been together because we don't have the same needs. Oh. And we, needs change. We didn't get. Yes. And we didn't get that opportunity because mm. we didn't have sex until we were married. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's embarrassing. You don't want to talk about it. Being naked is weird. Thanks, God. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus, for making me. Or you're like just depressed because you don't have a sense of community and yeah. uh, you're on opioids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Doctors are sure. giving you. Or benzodiazepines. Those are the best. Oh, God, I love Valium. Your Mama's, Mama's little helper. <laughs> yeah. It's great stuff. Valium. And Valium was. I mean, okay, so when you had a baby in the 70s, they used to prescribe you cigarettes to lose weight. If you couldn't get rid of the baby weight, they'd be like, oh, just start smoking. Like your doctor would tell you. Yeah, but your doctor would tell you. Well, and breastfeeding actually helps you lose weight as well. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, you need an extra, you 
it's an extra 250, 300 calories a day that yeah. you oh, cool. require when you breastfeed because yeah. they t- suck it out of you. <laughs> Maybe there is a reason to get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is all assuming you can breastfeed. Yeah. You're That's right. True. And it's very difficult for some people. Yeah. It yeah. won't latch. <laughs> uh, I'm 30. My boyfriend's latching just fine. Yeah. Um, well, you can actually make yourself, um, you can make your boobs make breast milk even if you don't technically have a baby. I read a lot of blogs on it because um, I wanted to. Um, make nope. cheese oh out of God. my breast milk. Oh, well, I want to save. I want to save the vegans and let them have a consent-based milk, right? Because they can't eat cheese. You know who doesn't love cheese? And I think the reason that vegans are often in a bad mood is that they don't allow themselves to eat cheese. And I get it. Like, you can't ask consent from a cow, and it is very sad. We make a cow have a baby, and then we take, we kill the baby and eat it, and then we take the milk and we eat that too. And that's not nice because we didn't ask the cow. What I'm saying, <laughs> you could ask me, and I'll say hell yeah, and because it takes more calories I feel like I could I could employ a bunch of college girls and I could have all this consent based milk I could turn it into cheese I could save the vegans and then subsequently since weed is legal there's going to be a lot of THC in this cheese so it's going to be THC cheese because it's like but we can I mean you, we could make yogurt I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like drink it straight because that's weird but as a food product I feel like it could be used so in a, a, business, a lot of different applications. <laughs> yeah, so and free, you, free trade how do you milk. make breast milk? Yeah, so you have to, you if you pump enough, it happens. So women who have adopted oh, babies. Just by pumping. Yeah, but you have to do it for a long time. So women who are adopting babies from other countries and they or from wherever, oh, sure. like, a, it doesn't have to be from another country. That was terrible. Why is that a trope that you can't adopt babies here? Plenty of babies to adopt if you want to adopt. Yeah. But if they're babies and you want to breastfeed and do that, you can prepare, and I've read a bunch of blogs about women, women being like, yeah, I start preparing five months out and you just use a breast pump and you, you just pump, pumping? pump, pump. You just start pumping. Actually, I wonder happens. if like, the Kardashians have done that for the new, the surrogates. Probably. Things like that, yeah. Sure. I, it's I a, it works. That. So if I were to take a breast pump and put it on my tit and pump, for like a month, yes. I would start producing milk. Yes. <gasps> yes. This is crazy. I want to eat cheese. That is hilarious. Try that. I'm wondering. And also, you can get extra breaks at work because you could be like, I gotta go pump. I gotta go pump. They're like, I didn't know you had a kid. You're like, no, I don't. I have another job. I have another job. And it negates the whole pump and dump thing. So we can take breast milk from women who actually are having babies when they want to go out and drink. Great. Don't pump and dump. Pump and cheese. And then it would have some different flavors. Like, and I say free trade breast milk. If there's some ladies in like Vietnam that want to do this, I love lemongrass milk. That would be great. <laughs> Whatever flavor comes is it's this, and I charge I give everybody the same amount across the board. Like if you're you know, per ounce or whatever, and they send it to me frozen or night. You would have cheese. to do both because I wouldn't want it start to look kind of funny. Y- you have to do both. I would oh. assume doing both. Oh, yeah, okay. Because yeah. I just got a visual of one deflated, deflated titty. Yeah. Yeah, so does it make your breasts like bigger it, or smaller? Like the way it would if you had a baby? I, I assume so. Interesting. I, I mean, you're just kind of kicking your body into gear but that's the other thing is like crazy things can happen like hysterical pregnancies that's a real thing um if you ever read the play um who's afraid of virginia wolf there's a character in it and she has hysterical pregnancies and it's when you convince yourself that you're pregnant so you actually like your body poofs up like you have a poof like it it's like your body starts acting like it's pregnant but you're not you're not very smart maybe (laughs) well you just convince yourself it's that you i think it's that the human body you can convince yourself of anything it's true though yeah men get like quasi like 
pregnant as well when their wife starts getting uh, pregnant. Like, and the, like a man gets like a different uh, hormone that Ooh. pumps in them to make them be like a dad bear. Right, like a they get bigger. They get empathetic, pregnant. sympathetic yeah. type of being that yeah. wants to protect its babies yeah. and not eat them. I know men who cry a lot while their wives are pregnant. A lot more than they normally do. Interesting. Emotional level. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So emotional. We're all over the map. Well, it's the, this is the AltaCast, so we're yeah. all we're always we're like we'll talk about anything. It's like alternative. Fun. We're yeah. yeah we're like yeah, lady issues, politics. Yeah, I know. Well, lady issues or politics are so intertwined. Mm-hmm. It is, it is so crazy to me that we don't get equal pay for equal work. It's so crazy to me that women who could be stay-at-home moms for their whole lives don't have. Um, any W-2s, there's no social security, there's no protection, there's no insurance, there's no value in so much of the work that women do that's so important. We say it's important, and yet... There's no support from the government on a woman who's choosing to raise a child and be there 100% of the time and feed them and drive them. Develop society. Yeah, family values, right? Right. That's what one party likes to you know basically right on family values but i can't have any how can i have any family values when you don't value me how can i have any family values when i don't have health care right yeah or maternity leave mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah the fact that the state of the union address he announced the uh, i don't even the topic of abortion right yeah and said um, you can have abortions i'm okay with it whatever <laughs> but he kind of said it that way too but you can only have them until this this point right like but he doesn't say how long no so no. what's if i would love that information and the I supreme court yeah. said yes yeah. yeah so how how long how I mean how, how pregnant can you be before you decide or you're no longer allowed to that's right question. he doesn't he doesn't address that he's playing both sides yeah. with mm-hmm. that one yeah. because before that's he beca- probably because he hasn't studied constitutional yes <laughs> absolutely he doesn't Going back to that point. <laughs> and the thing is even before he was president because he, he was a democrat unfortunately isn't that funny? Um, he was pro-choice and then you know we know all, the whole thing him being republican is just it's all about russia point blank period but anyway and money yeah. but um he he was trying to play both sides and then on top of the fact he was talking about you know blackface governor uh <laughs> saying that he's a baby killer so his yeah, he has he, he has to play to his base the crazy white evangelicals and because they are that's their one thing is abortion I don't know why uh, yeah, they're so, so obsessed with it and gays and, and immigration right and dark people right uh-huh. it's well, it's racism misogyny it's it's holding the other people hits. down it's it's the only way to make myself better is to hold these people down and they like treason too and, but the thing is that's what America was built on we can look at our history and we can say look how our country was built. Yeah, free labor is a great... Everyone loves free labor if you're the guy in charge. If you're the guy or girl, if you're the person in charge, the person in charge, free labor's the best because it's like the only way to get ahead sometimes. I don't think my people like the free labor. No, that's not the thing. Is the free labor isn't free. <laughs> if someone's getting something for free, then someone else isn't getting paid, which means... But oh, you mean like the government shutdown? That was free labor. I know the free labor. They ins- we enslaved our own people. We enslaved 800,000 people. 2019. Mm-hmm. The year of slavery, the beginning of the year of slavery, like that's crazy. And now some people know what it's like. Uh, it's just, it's. I mean, and the, the concept that he was during that shutdown, he was saying, "Well, people should band together and help each other." Oh, you mean like socialism? 
Well, I mean, the people thing should is- do GoFundMe's and help each other. Oh, you mean like communism and collaboration among small communities helping each other? He oh my he god! Doesn't, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He contradicts himself. He lies all the time. It's just—it's so funny that even like. It's starting to, honestly, it is comical by this point. And watching part of that headache yesterday was just like, oh, th- this is your greatest hits. Ah. And I'm just like, and people still believe this. I'm just like, wow. But that's the scary thing is that our country is 50-50 polarized and they believe no, that they're, they're only, right. They're only, and we believe it's actually that we're right. right here as in Texas. Yeah. People here will not vote for a Republican. A lot of people here, and just the same way as where I'm from, they will not vote for a Democrat. It doesn't matter it doesn't who matter. the appointed, per, you know, who the nominees are. It didn't are. used to be that way. It's going to be close. It, I, no I'm originally oh. from Misery, and we used to be a swing state. Yeah. <laughs> we used to be a swing state, and now, and now you have the same people that are like, I would never vote Democrat. I'm like, but you're poor. I don't get it. I mean, you're not. Do you not read? Oh, you don't read. Very smart um, people too are like this. I mean, yeah. I, I went to law school at Berkeley. I have a lot of co- people. Wow. Who, um, yeah, went to law school with that are they will not vote for a Republican, and it's the same way as where I am from home and from a small town in West Texas, and they're just not going to vote for a Democrat. Well, yeah. Educated and, and smart are two different things. Yes. Well, my family's yeah. very educated. My brother <laughs> yeah. went to the law school at Georgetown. My dad's a doctor. My mom's a nurse. I mean, that's just. Yeah. But are they is it, are they polarized they still on think the Trump's issues? Kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he is. We uh, hoped it would work. I think the I, pro- I think the problem is I think both parties have polarized themselves. I don't call myself a liberal. Mm. I don't like that. I don't like that label. Yeah. I'm progressive. Oh, there's that, a, yeah. there's difference between yeah. being a liberal and progressive because certain liberals <laughs> fucking annoy me. And then I I'm not a conservative because there's nothing conservative about me. Yeah. But but also if you took the D and the R away and just talked about the programs like for example, they're talking about the 70% tax right now. <laughs> the majority of Americans over 70% agree with taxing uh people it's and it's the 75,000 families that make up the, their, wealth, their wealth equals 95%. All of us together, we, 95% of us, have the same amount of wealth as 70, 75,000 families. Yeah. So out of the millions of us, that 1%, literally, for some reason, they're better than us and they don't have to pay taxes like i don't i don't, I don't got it. and the majority of the american people do want to tax those people and yes. it's a very yes. small elite group of people 70 percent, and it's after your 10 million dollars right 10 million dollars yeah. in a year yeah. or something. If so you that make doesn't affect 70 percent of 10 million dollars that means you oh no 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 with 70 percent of people are wanted are okay with it it's three percent okay it's it's two percent if you make over 10 million it's like it's like two percent if you make over 10 million and it's like 3% if you make over a billion a year. And so it's really not that much. But um, I don't know. Maybe they're the real Satanists that love greed and narcissism and think they deserve things better than the rest of us and we should all work well, for them for free. The thing, I don't get it. The same know. tax code is what they had in the 1950s during the Eisenhower administration. That's when it started after World War II for some people. Um, and that's why you had a nice booming economy at that time because people, middle, there was the middle class came and rose and bought homes people were able to go to school this is the same kind of tax platform that they ran on and then reagan came in and that's when shit hit the fan people said like talk about how great reagan was 
Reagan was not good. Well, not for the majority of the people, but no. for the rich people, sure, because yeah. they hold trickle down economics. Right. If you give rich people more money, they'll give trickle more down, money yeah. to your poor people. Like, no, they won't. No, it doesn't. It's, They're like, but they build. But when they buy a million dollar ship, someone has to build that ship. Therefore, they're making jobs. Industry. Yeah. yeah. Industry. And the thing is, it's not about taking people's money away or wealth away. That's not what it's about. It's about having an equal play, paying play, paying huh, playing field um, for middle class because there's no such thing. It's about. There's, there's, there's now it's just. Artist. It's valuing labor. It's just if we valued labor, if we had any value in labor at all. I think there are some people, though, that do pay their people very well. You know, and I think that may, like, well, you do get tax write-offs for that. You know, those are operating costs. But, um, and I think we, you know, it's not everybody that makes a lot of money. Yeah, some people do pay their employees very well and provide health insurance. Yeah, but that's because we forced them in San Francisco. I think we forced everybody to give people health care, didn't we? In California, we did something. Uh, I have free health care because I'm poor. Medi-Cal is badass. (laughs) Fucking love Medi-Cal. Medi-Cal is good. I I really wish we would go like more of the uh, I don't know Canadian British standard of everyone having well, yeah, healthcare. Some. Yeah, but because because you make too much money to be on Medi-Cal, but you work your ass off and you'd still probably be considered. But I mean, even if you do have work. health insurance through your job, you still have to majority of the time you have to do copay. Right. right. There's that. Yeah, There's yeah. that problem, and so the the health. Well, we're jumping all around. Yeah, we're just- uh, <laughs> but the the thing is, the fact of the matter is just like you're paying into something where there's always a small little glitch of an unguaranteed of like if something happens to you, you have to have surgery. You better fill that insurance cl- yeah. insurance application out properly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the part that is just like, I think that's kind of um, stealing. Right. It could, it could bankrupt people. That yeah. Having, 100%. Having medical bills and but that's insane to us to say well if you're not if you don't have enough money you don't deserve to live sorry exactly. <laughs> like what is that's this kind of you, yeah. have, you have a chronic illness and no money it's only fifty dollars every time you go see your doctor right but you don't have fifty dollars for shit right. so you're not going to the doctor right yeah. so your or illness th- so your illness gets worse yep yeah. and then you live on the streets because you're not only thank you reagan not right. only mm-hmm. are you are you sick physically but you are now mentally ill and addicted sure. to drugs yeah. right, because nobody cares about you and doesn't that make you feel mentally yeah. ill so word yeah here, here's my dad's here's one of my things my father oh funny let's go back to that this <laughs> is, <laughs> your father does. he Yay. says how this often is, does he send them i want oh, yeah. <laughs> at least four times a week okay i get like four a year i get i get i get he, know, he knows I make Quarterly. fun of him on this show. I told him, oh, I've asked him to that. call in and defend yeah. Trump. I was like, call in, defend this But he didn't bag. vote for him. That's No, so he didn't crazy. vote for him. Where he didn't. Where do they call? Like, who, oh, 415 that, that little it. light goes, flash, 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 and then they come through the board and we oh, can hear them. Cool. If it flashes again, we'll bring it through. It'll probably be sweet Gail. She's a lovely person, but she's, it's like community service because she can't get out of her house, but she doesn't have internet, so she never listens to us. She just wants someone to talk to, and I'm like, okay, you're live on the air. And she's like, let <laughs> like, me tell you about my, like, my hips. Um, so this, this is from my dad. Little David was in his fifth grade class when the teacher asked the children what their fathers did for a living. All the typical answers came up. Fireman, policeman, salesman, doctor, lawyer. David was being uncharacteristically quiet, so the teacher asked him about his father. My father, my father's an exotic dancer in a gay cabaret and takes off all his clothes in front of other men, and they put money in his underwear. Sometimes, if the offer's really good, he'll go home with some guy and have sex with him for money. This is a five-year-old? 
the, the fifth grade class. This is about this. Oh, fifth grade class. class. Okay. The teacher, obviously shaken by this statement, hurriedly set the other children to work on some exercises and took little David aside to ask him, "Is that really true about your father?" No, said David. He works for Nancy Pelosi, but I was too embarrassed to say that, that in front of the other kids. That a fifth grader came up with that is amazing. Oh no, this, this is, is my dad. So he's just it. making he's it making, up. He's making it's just a joke. Total he's joke. Okay. On. Yeah, I, but I don't like when school teachers ask that kind of thing because you have kids who don't have dads or right. Yeah. You know. So that's why this. Is, so we can we can break this down in so many ways to see how insensitive <laughs> this is. This is so insensitive in so many ways. First, fireman, policeman, salesman, doctor, lawyer. So all the kids in this class have mom and a dad all of them have right. a job that's a typical job like what he, really he, where's the lift driver dad yeah. where's the lift so this is where's this the is insurance already dad like, this is insurance. already economically skewed right even the fireman and the police <laughs> yeah. the doctor and the that's lawyer. yeah that's hot and, and then <laughs> no he works for nancy pelosi but i was too embarrassed to say that in front of the other kids that's like oh, it's just that's a silly slam that is not even that is it's not even corny slam. that's just bad it's just it's just it's in just, the fact of matter mean. you know that's creative he thinks it's he thinks it's funny that so I, I say this all the time and it's it's funny when I was a little girl I asked my father like what's the difference between a Republican and a Democrat and he said okay little Pammy Republicans are people with money that want to keep their money Democrats are people without money that want to take Republicans money and give it to their poor people which is actually not, not how, at all how Reagan-esque of him there are a lot of Republican voters that don't don't have money. Yeah, I mean, like where I'm true. from, it doesn't yeah. yes. matter whether you have money or not. But be, yeah. is it because they're voting on the moralistic standpoint? Sure. Yes. 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 So that's the thing that's crazy in our country and that's polarizing us is that we've got this moral majority that's saying here are things that we believe in, and then I'm on the other side and I'm like, you, you are human rights violators, and never the twain shall meet because they think that I'm a satanic like crazy commie pinko liberal living in my bubble of you know like kill babies and take drugs and and I'm like yeah but gra- I <laughs> but think I think they're I think they're mean and I think they're greedy so we're not I think the thing is, is it like I said, if you just take the DNR and just talk about the issues like right. the majority of people want health care. The, and that's going across the board. Need it. You know, huh? Need it. Yeah, people Everyone need it. Everyone needs health yeah. yeah, that is an issue that is actually mostly, like, most Americans agree on. And then, uh, uh, what is it, the Green New Deal? Uh, people polled that. The majority of both Democrats and Republicans do agree with the Green New Deal. And then the tax thing that I was just mentioning. So, I mean, the... Pre- do, do not watch Fox News and MSNBC and CNN all the time because what it is, it's you got corporate Democrats and then you got Republicans, which are basically re- corporate. Yeah. Um, they're, it's all about their donors. It's not about us. And it's sad that the majority of American people don't get that. They don't understand like they're playing y'all. You're being played. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that matters is just like they're using life or death literally with health care as a play a power play well it's the same way with the housing bubble they were like have a house have a house oops no oh, we sold you too much house and you can't handle it oh no more house and the only people that got hurt were the people not the people that were bad crediting people who screwed them over but there's there's all like every industry is about fucking the people <laughs> yeah know. it's like the w- the people are the players of the two opposite 
teams and the loyalty to your team, yeah. which was your father's team, which was your grandfather's team, which was your great grandfather's team. Like there's such loyalty to your team mm. that you're totally blinded by the fact that they're playing you. Mm -hmm. And I think it just comes down to a brand loyalty. It Women, is brand yeah. loyalty. It yeah. is. It's and political science, name recognition, and money. And that's one thing about Trump that people, I think, really didn't take into consideration from the data point. Like, he had name recognition. Yes. And yeah. he had money. Mm -hmm. yeah. They and know he, him from the apprentice yeah. of having money. And this. Sure. And just Trump is just like a, a uh, even a word, mm -hmm. yeah, even familiar. as a word, even yeah. as a word, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a strong word. It's a strong it means word. I'm gonna beat it's you. a brand. Yeah. 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 It's it's a brand that people knew about. It's funny, you can't get the Apprentice episodes like stream them on anything. Oh, That's you can't? so funny because no. he owns he owns them all. Yeah, I guess. And, or he you can see him, or right. you can see him being a cock sucking dick bag to everybody. Right. And they don't want people I mean, I think to you can see order the DVDs or something. But like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to get a DVD player. My this is the only thing I like about our president right now, number 45, is that on the day of 9-11, he said it was an inside job. He said, I know demolition. No one knows demolition like me. I am Trump. I know everything about demolition. Those buildings were demolished on purpose. 9-11 was an inside job. He, there's a whole thing. You can watch him talk about it. And it's wow. You see the smoking ruins behind him. And he's like, I, I know buildings. No one knows buildings like I know buildings. I know. And I know controlled demolition of buildings. And the, those de that demolition was controlled. And I'm like, look at that. He spoke the truth. Now, if you asked him right now, he'd say, oh, I've never said that. But I'm like, I've seen the video. <laughs> I've seen it. Well, I believe it. There's a lot of things he says that it are It's just locker room talk. It it's locker, locker room. room yeah. So my, this is the thing my dad sent me yesterday. Um, <laughs> this is another da one. Daddy yeah, Benjamin. Yeah, great. Top candidate for the rudest person in the United States. She <laughs> always seems to top herself. I thought this was actually one of his best speeches. Top candidate for the rudest person in the United States, Nancy Pelosi, because there's a wow. picture of her behind him looking at her papers. Uh, because um, she wasn't, because she was expressing during, her, the, state of the, during the State of the Union. I wonder she how she was I, looking at her. She was deliberately looking at her papers. It's, so, you know what? You know what we want to call rude? How about every time anybody questions him, he calls them fat, ugly, or stupid? Oh, how about our president acts like a second grader he when he makes fun of somebody? When stop oh, they might, they might be. Yeah, yeah he tells like them to really stop talking. Or why stop would talk, you, yeah. He says that he says that they're stupid. Why would you ask such a stupid question? He's belittled people at every yeah. turn like a child. Like Absolutely, and, and yet she's rude for sitting here. Like I would have she worn a t-shirt that said wasn't looking at her papers when i was watching it yeah well they, she was they probably making sure it's like she, you know making sure he he was on point you know like don't go off the rails donald because you notice he's not tweeted or called gave her a nickname so she put his ass in check somehow some way because he always gives especially with females and especially with females of yep. colors he always has a, a name like uh what pocahontas. is it pocahontas and crazy maxine waters right right Pat you know pocahontas. low iq what is it uh, something I think that he ugly. Calls, I'm ugly, sure yeah. he's use that one. Fat, ugly is, Rosie yeah. O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he always, but That's for some reason, nasty woman. Nasty yeah. woman. Yeah, yeah. Nasty, nasty woman. woman. Yeah, yes. but he yeah. does. He hasn't gave Nancy. Nasty Nancy would have been a good one. That would have been, <laughs> been clever. That's a nice ring to it. Phonetics, yeah. Right. I like to call her Skeletor's sister. I like Skeletor's. <laughs> I didn't know Skeletor had a sister, <laughs> but I, I, I like her. I like. I. I have anybody fighting against him is fine with me. She's a corporate Democrat. I have my issues yeah. with her. I, so I have my issues. I mean, they, so they oh, yeah, she was too. But also, too, I had to put my big girl pants on, and I there's no way I'm not, I wasn't going to vote I, for I voted him. for her. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was more choice. of, I'm a Bernie supporter, I know, you know, I mean. but 
I, I had to put my big girl pants on that year and then cry. But yeah, he has not given her a nickname. And I think he's scared of her. I really do think he's scared of her. And I don't I don't understand why people are scared of him. This man is afraid of stairs. Is he? He's a, yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. He's afraid of stairs. He take stairs. No, he um, when wow. uh, Prime Minister That's May scary. was here, he oh, had man, to, he needs to shake some stairs. Yeah. Like some exercise. Oh, yeah. He's got titties, man. He's obese. He's like, he's obese. He needs to take yeah. For his height, he is obese. He is obese. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ooh, yeah. Our but, our president. but he likes to but his wife but he calls people fat all the time. Right, yeah. and, and his wife isn't good enough somehow. He's got to go fuck porn stars. It's like you're. His I think wife, she's not that into him anyway. Well, of course she's uh, not she's into not him. Into she's a, him. she's the biggest trophy wife of all trophy oh, wives. She's, she's a she's a plastic voice. Barbie doll. She's not a. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 she, she hasn't a, even spoke. I have a joke about it. You know, she speaks four languages. Pick one. Right. Speak. Say something. Say anything. What do you believe? She's do smart. You, I mean, I, I think anyone who can speak that language. She's not trying to go to jail. Level of intelligence. <laughs> of course she does. But she won't say because I guess she doesn't want to go to jail. She's the worst feminist ever. <laughs> or, or get killed because I'll have her killed. She could right. say. <laughs> she could say I can see that. She's just. She's an ineffective first lady because she doesn't do anything. She doesn't say anything it's it, at all. It's quite the shame. It's quite the it's shame. shame. She had that bullying thing, you guys. She didn't Come do on. anything. She plagiarized the old stuff. They brought it back. So I was going to just about to say, oh, yeah, yeah, one reason might be about that, that she said less. I mean, I don't think that she intentionally did that. I think so. that that was her, right. you know. Her writer, her team. Yeah, her yeah. team. And her team fucked but up. But she did get like a lot of backlash over that. And so, I mean, anybody because in public office is going to say some stuff that's stupid and they regret. But that was but the like, dumbest platform to pick. You're going to pick an anti-bullying campaign when you're married to the biggest bully in the world fair. right now? You're married. Yeah, maybe she was. Trump, you need to listen to my speech again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Michelle Obama's too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Michelle, I wish she'd run for president. So this is this is the other flip side of the things my dad sends me, right? <laughs> your dad. I didn't know that before. Very interesting. A shot of whiskey in the Old West, a 45 cartridge of a six-gun cost 12 cents, and so did a glass of whiskey. If a cowhand was low on cash, he would often give the bartender a cartridge in exchange for a drink. And this became known as a shot oh, of whiskey. Fascinating. That's where the word comes from. Yeah. Oh. Because, oh, that's, that's because you give him a bullet. Yeah. Because the bullet was the same price as give the price of whiskey. Shot. Wow. Give him that a shot. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's nice to know. I like it. Hey, thanks, Dad. Did yeah, he make that one up or that one? No, 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 yeah. no. That one, okay. <laughs> he just sends around. He just sends these around. Fifth grader told him. Uh, yeah, fifth grader told him. Uh, this is buying the farm. This is synonymous with dying. During the World War One. soldiers were given life insurance policies worth $5,000. This was about the price of an average farm. So if you died, you bought the farm for your survivors. Oh, so that's where that phrase you comes bought, from. Yeah, you bought, bought the farm. farm. So if you die, yeah, you bought the farm because your life meant your life meant that someone got to have a farm now. Huh. Because we used to actually have farms in America, and that was the way people made their livelihood. That's funny. People oh. are like, "How do you how do you grow a plant? It's crazy." Oh, this is this is a the good wheat one. Farms. Wheat yeah. farms. Wheat farms. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I had to explain to a. Um, a 12 year old yesterday where where flour came from we were making cookies and she was like what is flour and I was like well it's part of wheat that's ground yeah. up the center of this thing and it's like a grass and then we collect it and you grind it dry and grind it and she was just like what anyways children are dumb now river <laughs> The Mississippi River was child. the main way of traveling from north to south. Riverboats carried passengers and freight, but they were so expensive, people often used rafts. Everything had the right of way over rafts, which were considered cheap. The steering oar on the rafts was called a riff. 
and this transported into riffraff, meaning low class. Yes. Yeah. Because you were that. on a raft yeah, instead of a steamboat. Also Ooh. true, right? Yeah. Also not true. Okay. <laughs> I'm assuming these are true. But I, I love that, that because I lived along the Mississippi River, so I heard that story. That's, yeah. Riffraff. 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 Well, this is fun. Over a barrel. In the days before CPR, a drowning victim would be placed face down over a barrel, and the barrel would be rolled back and forth in an effort to empty the lungs of water. It was rarely effective. <laughs> If you are over a barrel, you are in deep trouble. I thought it was butt fucking. I thought that when you were over a barrel, it's because you were leaned over a barrel and somebody was ramming you up the tushy. I, I thought it was a rape thing. That's not what it meant. You were over the barrel. Phrase I really don't. Uh, over the barrel. I know. This is, I just, I love Americanisms. They're so fun. Uh, bet you didn't know. The liquid inside young coconuts can be used as a substitute for blood plasma. No. Is this one a joke? No, it's it's, <laughs> it's, this, it's the stuff that he just, this is the weird shit he sends me. They use uh, that in skincare, too. Coconut. Coconut, yeah. Young coconut. Ooh. Young coconut. There we go again. Young Our obsession with coconut. youth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the challenge? That's what I guess I like, kept thinking when that thing was going on. People see that, and they're like, oh, I want to buy it. I want that young coconut. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Pearls What's... dissolve in vinegar. That's good to know. Don't. Uh, be careful when you're girls dissolve in vinegar yeah. oh that's yeah. a thing to learn uh, well, good to know thanks yeah. dad uh, let's see if he has any other I just looked up things my dad has sent me because it's usually uh, terrible that was terrible the positive stuff. That was, stuff that was the positive stuff he said let's see if there's and any so more. he writes it all out is that I think right? he sends it from sometimes, like, or sometimes he forwards an article. Yeah, yeah, yeah he he's a big forwarder. He thinks that's it's how my cute. dad. My dads are always forwards. Yeah, he thinks it's cute. We can something we can all. I, I just I really love it when he sends some some terrible stuff. Uh, this is, <laughs> nope, none of those none of those are good ones. I just when he because he says this really terrible Republican. Where in Arizona do they live? Um, Where does he live? Outside of Tucson. My sister too. Yeah, on a golf course. They recently bought their own golf carts because they needed their own golf carts. My dad had, brother definitely had their own golf carts. They have their own (laughs) golf carts. Okay, dad, I'm I'm done trying to find all of your, all of your gems. Do they live, they live in a gated community too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, of course they do. I mean, you got to keep, I mean, the only, the only Mexicans they let in are to to mow the lawn. Uh, (laughs) There. And, that, and they'll ask for their papers constantly. It's terrible. My, actually, my, my parents, I was raised, I, I learned about my own embedded, the cultural stick, the racism that is put into us and is steeped into my being from it. And, and it did was, you grow up in Arizona? No, I grew up in California. Okay. Um, Davis. In, in, in Danville, a Danville. very rich, okay. rich place. And um, I wasn't racist against black people because there just were no black people. I mean, it was it was Danville, so there were like four of them, and we were like, "Wow, you're amazing at sports." So we didn't <laughs> yeah, really have, definitely better. Like, that, that's a genetic yeah, thing. That was, <laughs> but oh so there was no one in Danville. So, but the, I was raised really racist, specifically against uh, Mexicans. So really? my parents really instilled that with into me that because my father grew up in California and in the you know 50s and 60s there was crazy racism towards Mexicans and. Any brown people from down south who take stealing our jobs and all that rhetoric, and the use the word "spick" was used around my house quite a bit, and there was always sort of a joking, laughing thing about that. And I was always I didn't understand. I knew that word was a slur, but I didn't understand. And it's normalized. It was normalized, and I 
and I realize now that it's taken from it's a shortened of Hispanic and it's so, meant in a derogatory it way. It's derogatory. not meant to be a nice way to call people things. I haven't it, thought about that word in a long, long time. Right. And but I was really raised in this super racist culture because I was raised so wealthy. And it was it it was never that when I was little and I didn't want to do my homework, my mom would say well, uh, Pammy, the world needs ditch diggers too. And so labor was always de- denigrated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mexicans were always doing the labor. So therefore, they were being denigrated. In, in that somehow, in, in trying to instill it, and it's so funny, because in trying to instill in me that, that labor can be valued differently, they made me into a socialist, where I'm like, labor should be valued equally. Digging a it. ditch and running electrical wire and being... A doctor and being running the crane that makes the being an iron worker, being a nanny, make money, construction, but all that they make money, man. But they can, but there are plumbers make money, truck drivers make money. But that was somehow not a valid. They're not smart profession, (laughs) and that was and somehow they weren't somehow. That's where they lack intelligence, right? That they somehow that that labor. But that's but that's how it was taught to me is that labor and intellectuality are never the twain shall meet and that's not and that's not true, true yeah. at all yeah. and but i just you could say the same thing about teachers because a lot of teachers are very smart but right. they also should be paid much more uh, should be not. paid exactly. so much more because they, they're intellectuals they're yeah. and but they're that's the one kind of intellectual that we don't pay we, right and the pay um, deters intelligent people other intelligent people from going into that profession because mm-hmm. why not become a lawyer or a doctor well maybe if money is so important to, and maybe maybe the teachers get to have like their hooks into every child and when the children become adults they pay dividends because you taught them maybe that's the way to go about it in our capitalist society is to value <laughs> teachers is to as long as they valued you when you were right teachers yeah. valued you yeah. and you value your teachers give but, it back but that's I mean how else do you value what the, the work that they did unless you be, go up go and make strike. tons of money someday <laughs> I mean I was a teacher when I taught um, I got my teaching credential in 97 and my first year of teaching I made $24,000 a year <laughs> in 1997 so still ain't shit in 1997 well I know that's what I was but I thought I was like oh my god that's a lot of money for me just cause I'm well yeah had you're a lot just of money. graduating and right. you know what teach some teachers still get paid that still yeah. 24 in 2019 even uh, I think in Oklahoma last year they had the, yeah, yeah they went on strike and what have you because certain teachers were still getting paid $24,000 I don't care if it is in Oklahoma that's still not a livable wage oh, you still no. had teachers it's driving like, Ubers what? and what have it you it is as long as you don't no, buy into the American dream Did, I live I live on less than $16,000 a year no but as a teacher I mean you're still paying off loans You and by the way the teachers have to supply sometimes the exactly. supplies for the cor- the class. Yeah. So uh-huh. that the stress of the stress, yeah, like home lives when you have children who. And then a lot of these teachers have do before. have families. Sure. So and they're with housing the alone just to pay to live. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's crazy that in San Francisco teachers have to live in Richmond. Uh, like oh, right. to, to yeah. commuting is commuting yeah. to teach. It, it's like happiness. come on the cost yeah. of the career. Yeah. yeah. Right, because we because lo- you do it for the love, and that's another thing is it's it. What my ex-husband used to say, because I'd complain and I'd be like, because he was a veterinarian and I had a lot of veterinarian friends and I'd always, you know, be like, oh, I know you guys make so much money. And he'd say, well, because you like your job so much, like you're a teacher and you love your job. 
and if you love your job, like just being an, and, and I was an artist. Did he too love his job? Did they love their jobs? Yeah, but he'd say that animals. this is harder because you always have to. He somehow was like, if you. He's like, Pam, if you want to make actual money, just go into insurance and hate your job like everyone else. And I'm like, why should I have to go into insurance? Why can't we pay artists? Why can't we value the labor of teachers? Why can't? And he'd be like, well, it's just not how it's done. That's welcome to the world. Like, be a realist. Don't be a teacher. Don't be an artist. Yeah. I guess, but that was that was even so, my husband. No, I mean it's wrong to yeah. think that way to not value yeah, teachers. No, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I not what he was saying. No, but yeah. it's, I mean that all that stuff makes me like. That's why you have so many disgruntled people that are in the wrong field because right. of they're miserable at their job. That's why they, there's such thing as going postal. Yeah. <laughs> I hate my job, so I'm going to go into work today and see what happens. It might be bad, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then mental illness, you know, people who are miserable at their job that have to go there. Because when you think about it, you're at your job mostly all the time rather mm-hmm. than at home. Okay. And so... You know, if you're doing something that you don't like or love, or even, you know, just are, I don't know, if you, it, it, basically, it's gonna wear you down yeah. after doing it for some years, and mentally, it's gonna break you down. And then, mentally, you can, I mean, you might need to take pills. Right. Benzodiazepines. Yes. Yay. You might become disgruntled. You might lose yeah. your family <laughs> or a girlfriend or, you know, or, Are you know. Your- Friends or yeah, yeah. wife, wife, wife. Yeah, yeah, or your yeah. wife. That's yeah. yeah, you know, because yeah. of how disgruntled you are. Because you know. it's really important to make one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year and be unhappy. Yeah, right. Well, but that's how you much... have to have your Amazon Prime account, <laughs> and you want to have things sent to you, and that's you know. yeah. You have to enslave yourself in order to this hundred G's is more worth than your precious being. You know, you don't get to enjoy your life. Well, and. Who does? Does does everyone in this room enjoy their life right now? Some days. Most Some days. I'm, like, on, I'm on a much better track than I was this time last year. I guess. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. 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 We're fun. moving in the right yeah. direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Radical. I, I'm really a big We're fan optimists of optimists in this corner. Yeah. Optimist Optimist, <laughs> Optimist Prime. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's. I think that. Uh, <laughs> Optimist Prime. I think that um, free speech is is incredibly important, and I think free expression and and um, just art in general. I think the only thing that can actually save the United States right now, and this is this is weird, but I think it's literature. So literature is the only thing that can teach people empathy. Yeah. In that if and you have a research behind that. Yeah, if you have a if you read a story, you're identifying the, the author is helping you not only see through their perspective, but often through the character's perspective as well. And it's it's a first person narrative and you're immersed in that. There's a connection that's happening between you and that author and that character and you immerse yourself in that and in your head in all these different cool ways and that can teach you empathy in that i can read a story where the the protagonist is an african-american gentleman in 1960 doing something with protesting and i can be like whoa like now i get it now i understand or it can be about uh, a white supremacist in maine or it can be and i can be like wow that's you know it's so it helps you protagonist antagonist character right you know? yeah. I mean, to understand what's happening and it's the, 
creating empathy is the only way for us to step into someone else's shoes. And I believe that's what the research shows, that people who read more fiction particularly, but stories, I mean, it's like, I feel like reading by night, if you haven't, like, that's something that everybody should read, but that you have more empathy. Yeah. And emotional intelligence. Well, you're also just simply giving your time to something else that's not mm -hmm. that's not about not you. looking at your phone Ooh, yeah right? mm -hmm. so you're like you know you you get you get to live inside that person or that that story for a sec and the to get outside of ourselves yeah to stop with you and give it to someone else there's, yeah we're so self-obsessed yeah there's a lot yeah. of power in that in that time that 30 minutes before bed or whatever that you're giving to somebody else outside of you can make you a stronger person i believe that yeah. Absolutely. Well, literature can save the world. And I think that it's t telling that our that 45 self-admittedly does not read. And I, I think that it's I, I think it's much sad less than I used to. Oh. I mean just, you know, time and yeah, yeah, do yeah. other yeah. things, well, but I, when I was when I was younger, you were at least fiction books, you know, like sure. lengthy fiction books. Yeah. Immerse yourself well, reading anything, but Stephen King says that Every, he's writer. I love him. He said, um, there's a couple things he said. One of them is that rich people should be taxed more. And he does all of these philanthropic things. He runs a radio station, actually, in Maine. Maine. He runs two of them. He runs them both at a loss because he's like, I'm a job creator. He's like, I'm a real job creator. Mm -hmm. And they don't charge me enough taxes, so I create jobs with my own money. Like, that's a thing he does because he's awesome. Um, but he was saying about... Um, there's all this downtime in our lives and why doesn't everyone carry a book when you're in line at the at the uh, fucking bank that's why not just pull a book out DMV I, DMV. Always, have a, I always have a book like, well, and yeah. I do use my I will read on my like phone you yeah. know books or iPad or whatever but the phones have taken over the book that's so, yeah. but then yeah, I, I have to turn off my notifications because it's like ding ding yeah. <laughs> emails text messenger tell whatever and what happens with the solar flare then and all the all the electronics go down what no one knows how to read anymore they're like <laughs> there's there was a baby I was hanging out with a small child I hang out with a lot of small children that's awesome but I, I gave <laughs> Gave her a book, and she started doing this on the cover, ha! like swiping, like swiping on Shut the book. Up. No, I'm, no, I'm not kidding. STFU. Yeah, it was, like, <laughs> it was like a, it was like an 18 month old baby. Okay, oh, well, and, fair enough. And, but that 18 month old baby gets a book and goes, Phew. that's swiping, oh, swiping. Wow. I guess left to turn the page. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't have a smartphone, oh, so like I don't know. On, like you would do yeah, it, yeah, like is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, for babies. Baby. Don't like that page. Is that it? They could. And I was like, oh, okay, you do that. You, whoa, like, yeah. Yeah. wow, you opened that's the book. Fascinating. That's, okay. We're just training. And that's terrible. Small uh, children. You gotta read to your kids. Yeah. Books. 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 <laughs> like hard ones. Books, check them out. <laughs> or not, you know what I mean. Well, Physical at, the very least, <laughs> at the very least, scratch and sniff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Even act with your world. By 18, they should have, 18 months should have absolutely been. Have scratch and sniff is perfect to start to them a regular book. Well, there's even Interact. walking yeah. down like in I walk around a lot with small, small children and I'll I'll be downtown and there'll be tourists so and creepy. they'll have like a four-year-old in a stroller with a phone in front of its face and they're walking around like touristy areas and I'm like you're in San Francisco on vacation what the fuck is your child doing look at the buildings yeah, look at the pigeons yes. look at the homeless people watch out for the poo like right. what are you doing yeah observe it yeah look at this you're on take vacation take in those young memories be present be yeah. present instead of like it's that's, a four year old do you know that, bad do you know that four year olds can 
walk. Like, yeah. don't put your four-year-old in a stroller with a screen in front of its little face That's... and walk around San Francisco so you can look at shit. Hold your child's hand and interact well, with them. Bring the child if it's too small. I mean, children get tired, you know. Yeah. But, Over but, the summer, I lost my phone for 14 days, <gasps> and it was the best. I love losing my like, phone. Like, all of these, like, memories and song lyrics, like, poetry, like, flooded into my memory. I was, like, having to ask people for directions and I was having to print out because I'm a pedestrian and so I was printing out directions and like following a piece of paper yeah. and I was so much more present in yeah. my environment it was radical Radical. Actually, just uh, two days ago, she wrote me a map to get. I've never taken Muni before. <gasps> you haven't. I did. I haven't I did either. The first actually, time. I actually made, uh, accidentally made my way outbound instead of inbound, oh. so I went all the way to San Francisco Zoo. Oh no! Wow. Wow. You did not tell me that. I know. I was waiting for the you day. Took to the L. Took the L the wrong way. It was cool, and I had she you gave had me learn. a map, and I kept it because I was like, "This is shit that people used to do." And do I they like have them at Muni stations. Hard maps. Yeah, they have. At most stops, they have a hard map. It was like handwritten. She even drew stairs. And like, nice. But she, we didn't talk about inbound, outbound. No, but I did say go down this way. <laughs> Muni, I'm, I love Muni. The reason I moved to San Francisco after my divorce was because of Muni. Oh. So I could either, um, because I'd gotten it. Uh, no, I was. I lived in San Diego for many years, oh, and cool. I, I, um, so my life exploded in 2007. I left my job that I. I'd, I'd written a couple novels and then I left my job and decided to be a real writer and then I left my husband uh, and then I got a DUI and then I couldn't live in San Diego anymore because I couldn't even get to my DUI classes there were no buses I was like I don't know I was just relying on friends for rides and it was really annoying and I was like wow this is how you tell how your friends are and I just felt like I'm going to lose all my friends if I have to ask them for rides everywhere for the rest of my life so I booked up public transportation in the United States and it was like Chicago New York or San Francisco were the only places I could live. Mm-hmm. And Chicago was good because it runs the L runs all 24 hours long. a day. And the and Sa- and so was New York. New York is all right. night long. And then too. San Not Francisco. Here, yeah. Well, some of it they have L they have owl lines. The owl some of the Muni does run it, 24 yeah, they, hours. They do. Oh, no, but it's, not it's the Muni. Certain, not certain the lines. Not the BART, but the Muni, but does, the Muni does run 24 hours. But um I couldn't move to Chicago because I didn't want to freeze my balls yeah. off. And I oh. I didn't want to move to New York because um Again, freezing my balls off, and I was like, "It's so expensive." <laughs> at and that time, at that yeah. time, I was like, "I can't, Compared to I here. can't go there." And it, you're far it, from your family. Yeah. Well, fuck my family, but <laughs> but so I moved, I moved here because of Muni, because I could get places. I, I mean, I was a at the time I was a credentialed school teacher, and I couldn't even substitute teach in San Diego because. They'd call me at 5.30 in the morning and I'd have to get to my next teaching job and I couldn't get there on the bus. There's no way. There was no way to get there. So, and San Diego Unified was a really big district. Do you still substitute teach, or do you teach here? No, no, I, that was before I got like my master's degree. Do you mind how you, when you spend time with children, what, Oh, I just I volunteer. I'm programming. No, no, no. I, I nanny for people. Yeah, I'm the oh, most. Cool. Awesome. I'm the most. Uh, I'm the most uh, d- decorated nanny in San Francisco. No, I'm a, <laughs> I have little pieces of paper that hang in my kitchen, and that's great. Um, I have a couple of master's degrees in writing, but fucking, what kind of job am I going to get with that? But so I, 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 <laughs> I nanny. I, I used to nanny all the time, 
but now I just sort of do it here and there yeah, because I do this. But I do hang out with a lot of small children because I like children and they seem to really like me. So you just don't want to have any of your own. No, I just that would be dumb. They don't fit because you don't get paid to have your own kids. Yeah. Nobody, right. like, yeah. nobody pays. You can give them back. Them. Yeah. That just sounds so tired. Yeah. They're, I mean, I hung out with some yesterday. They were just they were darling. And and, and I gave and, them and, back. And then you gave them. And then I gave them back. And then they gave me money. And I was like, yeah. hey. there you yeah, go. There you go. Now Which... I can buy alcohol. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey kids. Yeah. And they actually they had a conversation about because I work I work uh, in a bar at a at a I make burgers at vendors, uh, a counter offer. And the girls were like, can we visit you, Nanny Pammy, at work? And I'm like, no, because she's one of the children that's autism. She's on the autistic spectrum. And. Uh, She's like, can we visit you at work, Nanny Pammy? I'm like, no, it's not a place for kids. Why? And I'm like, well, it's a bar. Why can't kids go there? And I was like, well, why do you think they can't go there? And she's like, because kids can't drink alcohol. I'm like, that's exactly right. Uh And she was like, but you drink alcohol. I'm like, yes. (laughs) And so it was like trying to wrap their little brains around like, there's this thing I do as an adult a lot. (laughs) Kids know these things, right? And but I don't do it around them. No, oh, right. no, no, yeah. no. But and I don't ever smell like alcohol, so that's good. No, but, that would be that would be terrible. But it's hard to explain to them. Like, it's really cool, and I have a lot of fun when I do it. <laughs> but there, yeah, it, it's okay. Uh, I always forget to turn my phone off. Too. Oh, I think it's out there. Oh um, yeah, move your car. The Gestapo is in this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. They will. They'll get you. Uh, just to give the audience the listening thing, we're listening to the AltaCast right now. It's Girls' Day. It's Girls' Day. It's fun. Yeah. Girls' Day. Hanging out on our first. No dicks first. on the dance floor. Yeah, no way, man. <laughs> In uh, comedy, which is interesting, like um, I was telling uh, Joanna and Andy how well-respected Mooney is. Oh, really? In comedy. Yeah. Wow. And that, you know, yeah. I, wow, that's great. Well, you, with the new, definitely with newer comedians because absolutely. we, because we the provide is, a lot of oh, yeah. stage time. But uh, I would say that if you ask, I've been in it for seven and a half, almost eight years. And comedians who've been doing it as long as I have, they're like, yeah, fuck Mutiny Radio. Because they don't, only because you don't always see your audience. Because they're not like at a show, they're not literally sitting in front of you sometimes but there's a listening audience that's enormous and so it's hard to among the new comedians I know people are very excited about the comedy fest oh good yeah that's that's the third year the workshop what about the worship? The best, like, great, con- you know? The oh, that's- your lineup's always amazing. Well, the the reason I do the joke workshop is that um, I went to the graduate school for fiction and then for, I got an MFA in poetry, which is what a poor, poor idea. Uh, dumb, dumb. <laughs> po- poetry. Po- I've po- poetry. Up, I've looked up poetry. MFA poetry programs before. Okay. I've been like, oh, should I? Uh, no. Well, Just you know. It's lovely to submerge yourself in your own narcissism for four years and write, really figure out what your voice is. Um, I got poor little rich girl down, you know, like I really got that whole voice. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you, you just, no one wanted to hear the fourth poem about my third abortion anymore. You know what I mean? So, but then once I started telling jokes about it, everyone was like, oh yeah, we can listen to this. That's fine. Yeah, sure. Damn. It's, I think poetry used to be cool, um, but it's it is it is pretentious. It's just, it is so pretentious. I think my gloves are too pretentious for this poem. It's they're just it's too. It's a it, the only good thing about poetry is one of the things I brought into the workshop, which is that people stay at a poetry reading for the whole thing, and that's nice. 
But I get it. As comics, you come, you eat, you leave because you want to hit as many mics as you can in a night. And you're not there to support your fellow person. You're there to fucking do your jokes and get the fuck out of there and get to the next mic. But with Joke Workshop, I've tried to make it like you want to stay because you are giving feedback to other people. There's and so few avenues for that right now. Yeah. You just, the workshop's the only one. Really? Well, there's it's comedy good. college if you want to pay right. money other for it. Right, yeah. other than that. If you want other to, than that. But, um, yeah, there's only... And then doing it with your friends, discussing jokes and stuff. Right. You know, privately, but... Sure, but here, yeah, we yeah. do it in a venue. And people can listen, and it's funny because I was talking to one of my f- friends who's not a comedian. He works with my um, significant other, and he, was, he said something about someone specifics joke and I was like oh my god you're listening to wow. joke workshop like like there's a lot of nice. people that listen that aren't comics just because they think it's funny yeah so I mean it's one of the top rated shows in the station this one is too I'm so surprised every week when I'm like every month when we get the downloads the the stats and I'm like Alticast really like more people are listening like 25,000 downloads a month like there's like a really you guys are listening to us like fucking bitch on Trump <laughs> you're, and you, well, you well like when you this? think about it, we kind of give the news too. Sorry. And a lot of people yeah. give yes, no, yeah, <laughs> alternative facts. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people don't just, especially our generation. Well, you're a Gen Xer. I'm an early millennial. Yeah. Elder, oh, you guys are elder millennial. Yeah, elder. I like that one better. Mm. Um, but a lot of people in those generations don't want to get, just get their news off the television anymore. And newspapers are becoming obsolete. So well, people don't really get biased too. They used to everything right. used to have. Be and we're biased, biased here too. Biased. But we also keep biased. it. We, we keep we keep it real. <laughs> so like biased. you said, you know, I'm not a 100 percent a Nancy Pelosi fan, but I we criticize fairly. Let's put it that way. I mean, oh, I, you, I would say gonna, I criticize unfairly. I, I am so fucking biased. I'm just like, I'm, <laughs> I think everything is wrong, and I have an opinion on all of it just because I. Because but of you my know when wrong standpoint. is wrong too. Like you're not, like, okay, well, politically, let's talk about this. Like, not I voted for Obama. Not everything. He wasn't always the greatest president. Point blank. Period. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, well, he was the best. Blah blah blah. No, I have some qualms about what he did. Just and like George Bush. Well, I got nothing on that one. But I he... like his demeanor. And he is a painter. I gotta give him he some credit. Is, is oh, that is Katrina thing painter. just really... Hmm. I enjoy, the, mo- the thing I enjoyed the most about um, George H.W. Bush is that he believed that God actually spoke to him all the time. He believed in prayer so deeply that he believed that my buddy, my 33-year-old buddy Christ over there, <laughs> talked to him and, and told him the ways yeah, well, of how to oh yeah buddy christ like is behind you, you. Yeah, and, sparkle jesus is all around i thought she room. was just pointing as oh i love he's jesus. really right there yeah. i mean because i i used to drink that kool-aid and i used to believe that that 33 year old buddy was my best friend we used <laughs> i think to you've seen that guy at a bar on the couch uh, you know you have he's very white jesus he put his hair up in a man bun he is we should draw a man bun on him at some point that would be fun Give him. He's like yoga instructor Jesus. Yeah. He's like <laughs> sky daddy. Sky daddy. Sky daddy. But uh, I, I, I love George H. Okay, w. here's I. There's one thing I do why. like about him. Well, two things. He knows how to duck a shoe. Mm. Check. Yeah. Um, Shame on you. Shoe me twice. Well, you ain't got no shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and also, two. He has a thing with Michelle Obama. 
I think he has a crush That's on her. True, they are friends. He always He's likes to give her candy. He likes yeah. to give her candy all the yeah. time, even at his daddy's funeral. Yeah. As they're walking yeah. down the aisle, and he stops, and he's like, he sees Michelle, and he's. He's, they're talking and she I guess she's like saying sorry for your loss and he gives her a piece of candy like he always is giving her candy yeah, that's funny. yeah it, it's it's he has a good thing for her yeah. I mean who doesn't yeah, yeah. who doesn't do I, love, I love I love Michelle Obama. Obama. and I Let's think Laura Bush was is an intellectual she was I had yeah. no problems and with her she also he yeah. attributes I read I read his his autobiography uh-huh. yeah. which he didn't decision points or yeah. something which yeah. he only wrote like the first 50 pages you can totally tell that the first 50 pages are him like dictating into something and then after that it's like just a list of oh, things sure. by yeah. ghostwriters yeah. but the thing I loved is that he attributes he talks all about his alcoholism and his and his yeah. life change and he yeah. attributes it all to Laura and he says mm-hmm. everything yeah. it's 100% about her mm-hmm. yeah because she so, saved tur- turning his life around and so, a real cowboy and the audiobook is good too I have I read the hard copy but I've listened to the audiobook because he narrates it and he does a good job uh, I, the one thing, I, I hope I hope you come to my presidential library I, <laughs> some people say that that's a pretty big building for one copy of Goodnight Moon but <laughs> Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. No, I, he was he was a likable guy, but it, and his wife was intellectual, but he seemed dumb as a post, or not as dumb as a post. He just couldn't read the copy. No, like he just wasn't getting the flashcards right. They were putting up. I love. I had a tear off calendar where every day it was something stupid. He said like, I know that humans and fish can coexist peacefully. Like there's. He just said the dumbest <laughs> shit. Mission but accomplished. <laughs> but it, I, I think it's, he couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. He couldn't. He couldn't read the cue cards. That was the only reason that there was. Well, a problem. because you know who actually was pulling the strings, Dick Cheney. That was actually Dick the real Cheney. president. Yeah. Now that's an evil motherfucker. You, he is an evil. He's so slimy. Did you see his thing with uh, the coat? What the. The comedian guy who went undercover. Oh yes, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, yes. Yeah. I did. Who is With America? I did see that. <laughs> so scary. That, that was guy scary. is freaky. He is yeah. scary. His face is scary yeah, too. Yeah, he's like. Licking and stuff. Yeah. very gonna, possessed. He, he calls dark. the shots with God, you know, like crazy guys. He like, is. Give me one more day to live, or I'll shoot you in the fucking face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> talking yeah. about like what your favorite way to torture somebody is. He went in on that. That was. He like he like he likes him some torture. He actually. You cannot kill evil because he's had what three or four heart attacks yeah. and survive yeah yeah he, he shot somebody he shot his own, his own friend yeah how you shoot your homie my bad yeah <laughs> like, i really? thought your orange jacket was a leaf that yeah deer, was deer. he thought it was a Sorry. deer i'm like oh you should dude yeah yeah he's an evil slime well, son of a bitch i'm sorry that's the thing is that to Very get into slimy. politics slimy. to to say to yourself Yes, I'm going to be involved in politics. It's either a selfless endeavor of service, or Ego. it's completely self-serving. Self-serving, or and maybe so some bothness. Maybe some bothness. Maybe some bothness. Maybe some bothness. Same thing in comedy. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! It's self-serving. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've got or some ego. You have to have some ego. Well, you can argue that with any profession. Or need. Well, no, but the hubris of comedians to get on stage with nothing Nursing. but a microphone and yeah. think that they can or they need to entertain. be liked. <laughs> Either eat or a combination. Yes. Yeah. 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 and that need to to be liked. Nurses, nurses are saving people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest egos of them all. No, but you can argue that people do it because it will serve them as well as what they're 
that's that's my point. Nursing is a smart profession to go into. Absolutely. Yes. There really is no philanthropic like if you you know give selflessly. There's a little part of you that's like I gave selflessly. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's because Jesus in the Bible tells us that that makes it gives us ra- that racks heaven. you up. Yeah, racks up heaven points if you are selfless on earth. Uh, and it does. I mean, it feels good to be selfless yes, sometimes. Of course. Yes. I mean, doesn't it? No, one hundred percent. Yeah. Sure. That's why women. That's why we subjugate ourselves to men all the time. Because yeah. <laughs> 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 service. Uh, and there's what was the song that you sung? Be a servant of all. Something about being a servant of all. Is that him or something? It was well, a your, Jesus, <laughs> your Jesus songs. I used to know a lot of Jesus songs. You made me listen to that Amy Grant oh, shit here. Hell, hell yeah. yeah, during Christmas, my parents went to oh. fucking Nashville to watch Vince Amy, Gill and Amy Grant's Christmas see. special. Ah! <laughs> so I was singing to that the other. Like, yeah, I still listen to Amy Grant. Yeah, she made me listen to that shit. You can tell he might even be you. Oh, here we go. The altar. Oh man. Anyways, it's a fat baby Grant. song. I love I, I love Amy Grant. I've decided for karaoke uh, coming up, I'm only gonna be singing theme songs from like the 80s, like the Silver Spoons song yeah. and like Facts of Life and stuff and like Cheers, like the really good songs. Family that- Ties. Sha la la la. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you gotta do the, the Family Ties one. Do I remember that one? Uh, Silver what Spoons, do, I think, baby, was my without us. Oh, right. Yeah, that's the jam you right there. You got us three that are like blank face. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's, there was 80s, these are 80s uh, sitcoms. Uh, <laughs> Oh the, right, yeah. Whatever do, happened do, to do, do. Oh, that's a full house. <laughs> way. the paper boy, the evening TV. <laughs> that is full house, right? Yeah, that's okay. Full house. Oh god. There that. you go. We got a whole like roster. Roster. Yeah. Of well, 80s. Silver Spoons was my favorite one. The um. I like that show. Uh, look at us now. Wait. Face to face, a couple of silver spoons, <laughs> hoping to find we're two of a kind, making it go. Making it show together, we're gonna find our way. Together, making the time each day. You gotta do small wonder as well. Oh my god, do I even remember that one? We'll go through it. In <laughs> uh, this has been the Altcast. Why don't you guys, before we wrap up, yeah. uh, you have upcoming shows, anybody? But despite. What are you calling your show again on Monday nights? Oh, we haven't really come up with a yeah, okay. We'll come up with something soon. Yeah. Anybody having upcoming shows? And any? I'm doing an open mic on Thursday yeah. at the oh, Black yes. Repertory oh, Theater. Oh, cool! Yeah. Yes. And I'm thinking that's going to be in a whole Berkeley. different group of comics. Well, you yeah. know, Black Repertory Theater is a real. It depends if they do it in the front room or if they do it in the they theater do it in itself. The big theater. I've been doing they it do for it about in the three months. months. They Theater? Yeah. They do it in the big theater. Yeah. It is a fantastic. It's a great theater. It's like it's so much fun. It Dope. goes crazy at the end. Like it's you nice. can guarantee some wild thing is gonna happen at the, at the end of the show. And then at the end of the show, they bring all the comedians up, and the what? audience votes, and the winner oh, yeah, gets a hundred bucks. What? Yes, black what repertory is theater. Check shout it out. Do you out. have to sign Berkeley, up ahead Adeline. of time? Adeline, you sign up at 7 p.m. And so there's, no there. no. there's no pre-sign. No. Nice. You just ding, 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 go. Ding, ding. Jerry Law. Jerry Law too raw. He's the host, and he's so Megan. positive. I have no idea who that guy is. Yeah. He, he's up and coming. He just headlined at Tommy T's. He's nice. How, 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 you don't have to, do you have to pay to be a part no, of the open mic? No, you have to bring somebody. Oh. Okay. If you don't bring somebody, it's five bucks. Oh, bring, so that's a smart way people, to do it. People bring in a lot of their friends, and a lot of their friends pay, and then they win the hundred dollars and they pay their they get friends. the most cheers because oh, they, they get the most cheers. Cheers. <laughs> it's based but on cheers. Yeah, 
Christ. I've been going there for like three months and ah, oh, it's it a is great the community. best vibe. It's a cool it vibe. I want to go check That's on Thursdays, How you many said, right? people are in the audience? Because that's a huge theater. It's, it's like a 300 seat theater. I did a show there like five years ago and it was, there were 40 people there, which is not terrible, but in a 300 seat theater when you have 40 people and they're all scattered about, it was hard to, to be like, where is it? It's, it's, it is hard, whoa. but it's fun. If you get everybody cordoned together, if all 40 people had oh, sat in the same place, they're not, that would have been... Don't. They're scattered. Do they sit at the like comics? Row. We're always at the back. Yeah. That's so um, funny. But fr- you've got like moms and sisters cool. and grandmas and it's a church, church family. Nice. <laughs> yeah. See, now that's that's one I can actually get... I, I work until 5.30 on Thursdays, so getting... And the sign-up at Copyright is 5.30, but I can always get on the list because Tony Sparks is a buddy of mine, yeah. so he always bumps for me. I never have to to be there on time, which I really appreciate. Thank you, Tony Sparks. Um, but I could even just take the bar over there, and that wouldn't it. be. I went to copyright two weeks ago and made it over. And there. you yeah. hit it. There's a nice. karaoke bar across the street called Nick's, Nick's and if you're there early, yeah. she warms up at the karaoke bar. Oh my God! I oh, love you, karaoke. Do you sing? I love some to of sing. Your yeah. Sets. Yeah, I love karaoke too. Yeah, it's a little cute. And Flacco's Tacos. Flacco's Tacos first. Thursday Tacos. Nick's, boom, cross the street, call mm. fun. Yeah. All good. Uh, see, I love karaoke. I've been doing some comedy karaoke. I sing Alanis Morissette's, um, but I do it. I do it ironic, but I do it in the style of James Hetfield. I do it as Metallica. <laughs> so I, isn't it ironic? Uh, do ironic? Uh, I really do. Think. I, I do. I do like a whole like like way on. Just like I sing the whole song like Metallica, and then people think it's they think it's very yeah, fun. I will. This sounds like fun. That does cool. sound fun. Uh, because I, it's I got it, and I never get out of the city. So thank you for letting me know about that. Because that's where it's at over there. Yeah. It, when are you, Latoya? You have any um, End Games shows coming up soon? Uh, not until ooh March. So Sweet. I'll be doing it. I'm back to doing improv. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. Stand up. I, I I don't think I was that good. I'm better at improv though. Um, but no, not yet. I will I will be announcing when there's a show. Sweet. Yeah. So we'll come see that. And everybody, come see the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival March first yeah. through fifth. Fifty comics, forty six shows, five days. Some of them are, are free. Are they all day along? Like yeah, they're all day. So like Friday, we have podcasts starting at. 9 a.m. and then I know um, some of them are, some like, of them are free. And, yeah. Right, the ones at night are all ticket yeah. you have to pay for, but everything else is free. So if anybody wants to be a part of all those crazy podcasts, um, Saturday morning we start at nine again, at 9 a.m. again with a Cage Match, which everybody is a different Nicholas Cage from a different movie, and they're all on a dating <laughs> show dating Nicholas Cages. Cool. So it's like all these Nicholas Cages dating Nicholas Cages. It's <laughs> going to be really funny and weird. I mean, and there's there's just there's all kinds of weird shit. Um, and then even two co- we have Spiritual Psychology, which is a show here on Tuesdays from 10 to, to noon, and she does free therapy. Oh, and cool. she, she does it, she's a real therapist, a real right. licensed therapist, but she does it here live for people for free, and sometimes they call in and whatever. But the, she's going to do some comics. Cool. She's going to give them We all need therapy. She's going to give them therapy. Yay. And she's helped me out a lot. She's She's helped uh, spiritual psychology. It, Renee McKenna. It's an amazing show, and it's uh, yeah. We're all over the board here at Mutiny Radio. So. Yeah, I guess I should say um, I, on Fridays I've been regularly hosting the Comedy Couch at Michael oh, Collins. Right yeah, on. we've changed the lighting. Yeah, we've had a really good turnout the past like six weeks or so. And that's uh, on Hate Street. It's on Hate. I think it's 
1568. But Co- Michael Collins Irish Bar. Um, oh, this nice. Friday? So, yeah, every Friday from 7 to 9. It's an open mic. You do on, a pre-sign on Yeah, the we generally yeah. do a pre-sign oh, cool. for um, odd numbers, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, and, but as long as, I, like, if I don't have anything to do afterward, whoever walks in the the door can, you know, do a set. What day is this again? On Friday nights. Friday from, nights. Yeah, starting at 7. And the pre-sign is, oh, I'll post it on Bacon at some point in the afternoon and then... Yay. Yay! Yay! Comedy! Community! We learned stuff today. We learned stuff. I'm excited about this this Thursday thing. I'm going to win 100 yeah. bucks. Yeah. I'm going to go in there, there and be go. like, I mean... Yes. Do it! Do it! Yeah, do it! I, I'll do Jesus material. I, I could do like old I, how many how many minutes you get five oh that's it okay yeah. i can do five i got so many killer fives yeah. killer Some five. jesus jokes i could do the feminism stuff I if there's enough jesus women jokes. in the room yeah <laughs> you know how to play your audience yeah. there is only one god and he is the sun god Ra, Ra, Ra. i was a cheerleader i was too i was a cheerleader i have a bunch of the only thing um, about being a Christian cheerleader that sucks is that the skirts are really long, which are not sexy. Oh, where's it a private school? Yeah, well, my butt always hurt from prote- protecting my virginity. That was also not sexy. That was, that was a problem. Yeah, ours were like not appropriate. Oh, lucky you. Yeah. As Christian school. Very Christian everybody. community. But yeah. Oh, boy. Except for the cheerleading. Keep, keep, my, lit, keep my legs closed, hon. Uh, this has been the Altcast. We'll be back next week with, you know, same thing. Stuff. So <laughs> thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento.
for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yeah. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host.